93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Monday, July 29th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Police said one person is dead and five others are wounded after shots rang out moments before a rap video production was about to get underway Sunday night in southwest Philadelphia. It happened at 8 o'clock along the 2600 block of Carroll Street. Officers arrived at the scene to find six shooting victims. Police confirmed a 21-year-old man was shot in the head and pronounced dead at the scene. Another 23-year-old man was uh, found with a gunshot wound to the head. He was taken to the hospital in critical condition. There were four other victims that are being treated for various injuries. A 22-year-old man was shot in the finger. He's listed in stable condition. A 22-year-old man shot in the leg and chest listed in critical condition. A 24-year-old man shot in the leg listed in stable condition. And then another 22-year-old man was shot in the neck and back. He's listed in critical condition. Police have not made any arrests in the case, but they're asking anyone with information to give them a call at 215-686-TIPS. It's a hell of a video shoot. Yeah. A 16-year-old from Potts Grove won the $3 million grand prize at the first ever Fortnite competition held in New York's Arthur Ashe Tennis Stadium. That's pretty cool. That's awesome, man. $3 million. He's 16 16. years old. That's wow. Yeah. Uh, wow. Kyle Abuga Gerstoff uh, made a name for himself by uh, dominating from the first round and ultimately taking home the $3 million grand prize for individual players. That's the <laughs> largest ever payout for a single player in an esports tournament. How many kids this morning are going to go, see? Yeah. <laughs> yep. You see? And he plays 8 to 10 hours a day. That's all? 8 to 10 hours a day. I said that last night. I was like, well, maybe I'll just ah. let Jace play. <laughs> see? But as you said before, it's the same thing. Anybody who's a kid who gets into sports, the odds are still against you. Oh, yeah, so you got to yeah. be damn good. Well, they were calling it a sports tournament. No, no yeah, of course. Sports, it's yeah. e-sports. E-sports. Yeah. Is it, yeah. um, what did the second place guy get? Second place winner, 24-year-old Harrison Chang, a former professional Heroes of the Storm player, won $1.8 million. Okay. <laughs> and then Epic Whale, uh, who has not publicly, uh, I guess, revealed his identity, took third, winning $1.2 million. Jesus. Okay, so I thought that the, the difference in, uh, in in the tiers here of the money. No, it's still pretty substantial all the way down. Yeah, much lower. I thought it would go from, you know, $3 million down to hundreds of thousands. Well, but... look at uh, Fart Huffer at uh, eighth place. He uh, made, stop uh, it. No, $375,000. <laughs> Uh, and then, you see, li- listen, and this is this. Is, <laughs> these athletes have different names. <laughs> this is what I am going to say to my son. If you look at the top ten people here, all of their usernames don't have any like numbers or anything like that in them because I gave him a cool name and he changed it. This is not a time for remorse. It is not. No, it's a time for celebration. I'm not remorsing. I'm just saying. Listen, man, you had a cool name that you didn't have to like throw numbers at the end of. Because, you know, it was one of, you know, a thousand types of names. Were you upset by this? Or? I was! Okay. Okay. Casey, Casey Foster made an astonishing admission this morning, saying that he had proffered a different name with a number that was refused. We go down to Jimmy Lushevsky outside the Pentagon. Jim, is that true that Casey offered that name and it was rebuffed? Yes, that's true, Tom. Thank you, Jim. Wait a minute. So, okay, can we find out what, what your original right. name was? So, his his name... His, By the way, his, uh, 16-year-old won $3 million. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> my, my 12-year-old, his his actual name, his his human name is Seamus. Yeah, okay. Human name? <laughs> his human name is Seamus, right. and it's spelled S-E-A-M-U-S. Yeah. Right. Okay. His name on Fortnite was Sea Muscles, but it was spelled, like, we pronounce it Shea Muscles. Shea Muscles, okay. Right? That's good. But it was sea muscles. That's if you were to read it, well, it looked like sea muscles. 
I like that, and it had no numbers, no nothing in it. And I thought, so it was... now is it that with numbers? No, no, it's like you know, freaking Blaze something or other. Something stupid. Something stupid with like a zero or as an O. So is that the name that would have won a young man three million dollars? <laughs> we got another Jimmy Lushevsky outside the Pentagon. We understand the name was Sea Muscles, and he passed on it. That's right, Tom. He could have won three million dollars had he gone with Sea Muscles. As you know, it's Seamus S E A M U S. Thank you, Jim. All right, the stadium was more packed Sunday oh than on previous days with Epic Game hosts a, uh, uh, a duo tournament and an amateurs versus pro competition. More than a million viewers tuned in to watch online, according to Twitch, YouTube, and Fortnite in-game stats. Look online, one person is the story calling from the uh, the derailment that it's at right now. That's not a derailment. <laughs> it's not a der- I'm just bringing this up. This is like... Uh, Artemis and what are the other names in that movie there, Preston? No, I, yeah, no, it's like uh, yeah. sea muscles. It wasn't like Artemis. Parts of all, and, and all that, but three, three, seven. It's you just, know? it's great. I don't want to stop it. No, no, it's the fact that you plucked that from this story that this was the uh, the moment to focus on. I love it, and I love that about you. <laughs> Anything else? No, uh, no. Okay. All right. So <laughs> a migration of yeah, grass. So a guy won three million dollars for playing a video game. Like yes, that, that's, that's super. The bigger interesting. story here is that someone would have the audacity to pass on sea muscles. <laughs> a migration of grasshoppers invading the Las Vegas Strip is being attributed to wet weather several months oh. ago. Have you seen this footage? It's awful. I would. It, die. it is. It is biblical in Vegas. Just. Millions of grasshoppers. Yep. The number of adult grasshoppers traveling north to central Nevada is unusual but not unprecedented as they pose no danger. The insects don't carry disease, they don't fight, oh, and God. probably won't damage anybody's yard before they're gone in several weeks. And yep. Nick, oh. they, get this. So they're they're attracted to fluorescent lights yeah. and they're in, in Las Vegas. Vegas. Oh my God. That's, that's why they're saying they're all over the strip because they're attracted to the ultraviolet light sources along oh, the man. entire Wait, strip. So what are they doing with all of the carcasses? is when these things die, because they can't last that long, Well, right? that'll bring additional predators, they're saying. I mean, you know... <laughs> Here come the mountain yeah. lions. Here I am. Uh, this year, the Las Vegas area recorded more rain in six months than the annual average of just 4.2 inches per year. So they're saying that that's the reason. They should be gone in a couple of weeks, so... I was watching, Hopefully. Kathy, there was oh. footage of this Instagram model who was shooting a video for some hip-hop thing oh, or whatever. seriously? And she's, like, in her, like her high heels and her, her super <laughs> oh, enhanced, super packed ass and, and, like, a thong running down the street. And this swarm of grasshoppers oh. takes off, and she starts screaming and flailing. I mean, it looks like it, in some areas that you can't even walk through. You can't, yeah. I mean, it, it becomes almost like grass, uh, the equivalent of whiteout, I guess. This yeah. Grasshopper out. This headline on uh, Science Alert, there are so many grasshoppers in Vegas right now, you can see them from space. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they're they actually showing up on weather radar. Oh, my God. And I, I had a story I was going to say for the Bizarre File tomorrow, but it's similar to that. It's in the U.K. They have these flying ants, the same oh. thing. You can see the clouds. <sighs> of them Jeez. from space from space yeah oh my Does this God, the apocalypse awful. guys it may be one All of the right. signs we'll see i think we need sea muscles yeah <laughs> <laughs> send in Only sea muscles can help us see it works in sports this morning <laughs>
JT Real Muto hit a grand slam and three other Phillies hit home runs as the team avoided a three-game sweep with a 9-4 win over the Atlanta Braves yesterday afternoon at the ballpark. Aaron Nola, who improved to 9-2, left after giving up seven hits and eight strikeouts and three walks in six and two-thirds innings. Bryce Harper, Reese Hoskins, and Adam Hazley also homered for the Phillies, who pulled within six and a half games of the National League East leading Braves. They're off today before opening up a series against the San Francisco Giants tomorrow night at home. After working him out over the weekend, the Eagles are signing veteran cornerback Orlando Skandrick. 32-year-old has played 10 seasons in the NFL and spent last season with the Chiefs, but was with the Cowboys from 2008 to 2018. The Eagles waived defensive tackle Anthony Rush to make room for Skandrick, and their roster is still full at 90. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Yes, indeed. We took two weeks vacation and have returned, and uh, thank you for your concerns and uh, all the love and ready for us to get back to work. We were ready to get back to work as well. Absolutely. And uh, missed you guys. Yeah, likewise. I haven't, I haven't uh, laughed like I did uh, just a moment ago <laughs> in quite some time. So it's uh, it's a, it's a re- <laughs> I like it. It's a re- I like it. To business as usual. Wow. Oh, my Fred's God. I'm ready for show. vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. <laughs> you love it. <laughs> Uh, well, let's see what we have in store uh, for you guys this week. We have a new Word of the Week prize. We have two VIP tickets to uh, PFL, which is the uh, PFL 6. It's Professional Fighters League uh, coming up at the Ocean Casino Resort in Atlantic City. It's going to be Thursday, August 8th. It's an overnight stay. And so you get to go to the fights and all this nice. cool stuff. So we will set you up with that. Get yourself set and uh, get the letter at the end of today's program. And we'll have five of those letters. That'll make a word by the time we get to Friday, and we'll give away that prize. We have Free Music Monday taking place. Uh, some new stuff from the Wreck on Tours. We'll have your chance to win today. Uh, guest-wise on the program, uh, our buddy Victor Fiorello, one of the editors of Philly Mag, is stopping by today. And yet, another sign of the apocalypse. Uh, we've won an award. Yeah, what the hell's going on? I don't know. W- 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 there must have been some sort of uh, mass hypnotic state that took place. We've won a couple awards recently. Either that or the, it is indeed the sign of the end of days because we have, you know, locusts and grasshoppers <laughs> and us winning awards, so but I don't know. Shows you the sad state of affairs that radio is in. This is true. So, yeah. uh, anyhow, uh, Victor's going to stop by this morning, so uh, we'll see what he has to tell us a little bit later on. Um, so, those things and more, we're just kind of getting things rolling, kind of getting back into the uh, the swing of it all, so we will uh, do that together this morning. A couple of positives. Our headphones sound pretty accurate. Yeah, you know what? That's a rare occurrence <laughs> yeah, when you go away from is. vacation. Yeah, that's pretty Two good. And yeah. the, the audio Have you sounds, seen the kitchen, though? Sounds easy. Yes. Yeah. Also, so, Marissa's station doesn't work at all. Oh, oh her go. station doesn't work. All right, well, <laughs> that's the one thing to oh, well. But I did see the kitchen. Yes, we we no longer have a sink. No, it's a new, and, and as I, I tweeted out, it's our new steampunk design. Uh-huh, uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, everything's exposed. So can, and I, can we make so, coffee? You, we can make coffee. Okay. Okay, so there's the, the, the whole setup is still in there, but if you need to clean out the coffee pot. You can't pot, do that. You got to go into the bathroom. Well, and there's like all like everything exposed behind where yep. the sink was. And I, I walked in this morning. I thought, could you imagine saying to our guests, like, would you do you want a cup of yes. coffee? Yeah. Yes, Mr. Hanks, right over here. <laughs> so yeah. I guess or I see the cups are to the left of the dead rat. Where they're going to put the new sink? Because I saw the piping, the 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 plumbing has moved to the other side where the vending oh, machines used okay. to be. 
So I saw some copper piping there. I have guess you, it's going to be the same. Have you heard what Calper has promised? That it's going to be the nicest kitchen that we've ever had. Ever. And, yeah. I have no doubt. Pretty yeah. much a done deal. Right? It is yeah, pretty, pretty much, much a done deal. Well, dude, our kitchen was deal. a piece of crap anyway. Oh yeah. The nicest yes. that we have ever had. Any improvement is a marked improvement. <laughs> that, <laughs> that kitchen was bad. It was. It was terrible. It's, it's always been bad. And, uh, well, that's why he can confidently say that. <laughs> You're right. Good point. You know, it, was, it would be like saying, you know, Sick. just at the end of uh, World War II, New Berlin's going to be awesome. Right. Of course it will. In fact, who tweeted out this picture or posted uh, it? It might be me. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. There you go. Here's Steve Punk designed to the kitchen. Steve, if you'd like to see our kitchen, go take a look. Um, all right. So we're just going to kind of, you know, get it going here and see see where we go today. What happened? We have a lot of stories to uh, to tell, and uh, we got to hear from everybody's vacation. A lot of exciting vacations. Uh, and we'll uh, we'll tell the stories. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. We'll do the entertainment report with a stupid question. Get some stuff away. We'll do that whole thing. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. We're back, friends. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. <laughs> Whether your budget's $500 or $5,000, Stephen has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Apologize to anyone who's been offended oh my by my fictional creations. Chris, Chris Agon, Agon, the philosopher of evil, and the, the skull Yes! yes! Yeah! Dear Lord! Found it. See what Steve did on the vacation? He went through his old clips. Jennifer Garner and her pool boy, Ben Affleck, for incorporating them into my fantasy life. Oh, my God. There's so many. Hit the the, the first one again about Chris Agung and the... I apologize to anyone who's been offended by my (laughs) fictional creations, Chris Agung, the philosopher of evil, and the skull sealer. (laughs) He's one of the first lunatics we ever put up. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, I okay. found them all. Rubber Johnny, the whole deal. All yeah. right, all right. Well, we'll be reliving the this is the Y100 days. Oh, yeah, we have a whole bunch. of clips. Oh, yeah. All right, I'm going to do the stupid question. I'm going to give away a four-pack of tickets to Six Flags Great Adventure. And the question I have for you, very interesting one. There's only one U.S. state capital that doesn't have a McDonald's. Only one state capital doesn't this. have a McDonald's. Which one is it? You actually know this? I know this, yeah. too. Yeah, I've actually... Yeah. Uh, I'm curious as to why. Interesting. 215... Yeah, yeah you got a case. 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. Which U.S. state capital is the only one without a McDonald's? <laughs> Let's see if you know the answer. Today is Monday, July 29th, and the very first oh. birthday that we're going to mention is a guy that we spent a good stretch of time with before we took our vacation, and then he stopped by in town, of course, when I was out of town. Ah. Getty Lee of Rush ah. has his birthday today, and he turns uh, 66 years old. Ah. So That's uh, very Rush. There you we know, go. I'm so mad because uh, I did a little bit of cleaning out, too, Steve, and, and I took out the Getty Lee... Bass solo that we had had saved a couple of days okay. ago. Yeah, so That's okay. There you I go. I probably should have done something like this. That's all good, but uh, Getty was 
what a great interview. He was yeah. awesome. I know you were a little bit nervous, obviously, when your idols are on or you encounter them in any way, any way you want them to be awesome. He was. Yeah. And he was very, very conversive. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently that interview has made the rounds on all the Rush sites and yeah. all over the world. So I went back and listened proud to of it that. again, and it was great. And, uh, and I saw pictures that people sent to me of meeting him while he was in town at Barnes & Noble in the city. He was so amazed by the interview, he actually vacationed with you and your family. It was which really was amazing. Special yeah. to be in Hawaii with Getty Jesus Lee. Join us, guys. Yeah. yeah. Getty Lee. <laughs> Happy 66 to Getty today. Uh, Patty Scalfa. Yes. Wife of Bruce Springsteen, singer in the band. How She's, long have they been together? Uh, it's been a long time. I remember there was at least 20 years, right? That actress that, she, that Springsteen married and she was kind of a, the hot it yes. girl for a while. Yes. And that didn't last maybe a, two years? She was in a couple of movies here and there and then kind of fizzled out. She was in Fletch too. I yep, know that. Yep. Uh, but I forgot her name, Steve. Yeah, she's, uh, you're right. And then he ended up. Listen, he would have to, you would think, be with a musician. I mean, well, he's, it's so such a big part of his life. And she's super talented. And yeah. everything I've ever heard, I, I've heard he could be standoffish, but that she's awesome. She was here one time, I think when I was working for Pierre, and uh, she came in and sat down for an interview, and it turned into one of those interviews that lasts like an hour, hour and oh, a half. that's cool. She couldn't have been nicer. 66 years old today. How about this one? Uh, now kind of a notorious name to throw in the birthdays. Allison Mack. Oh, my God. Uh, from Smallville. And she's the one that was caught up in the whole, that whole Nexium cult. Yeah. Uh, that antacid. Branding. No, not the antacid. Yeah. Branding women <laughs> and, and basically sex slaves for this guy. And uh, I don't know what her current status is. She was she turned state's evidence on the guy, the main creator of the Nexium cult. So yeah. I don't know what kind of deal she's going to get. She's mm. not going to get. She's not going to get away with nothing because she was one of the people who apparently was in charge of branding mm. the uh, the women. But she was president on Smallville. She played like the sweetest. She had a crush on Clark Kent and mm. all this stuff and. And here she is doing all this diabolical crap. Yeah, she's 37 today. Uh, it's uh, Will Wheaton's birthday Will. today, too. Uh, Will Wheaton is... I said you ought to be nicer to Will Wheaton. You mean Will Wheaton? Yes, Will Wheaton. Why are you saying it like that? Well, I'm just saying you should be nicer to Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton seems like a nice guy. Say wheat. Wheat. Now, say Will Wheaton. 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 Hey, did you hook up with Whoopi Goldberg on the show? <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Uh, he's uh, 47 today. He and was great I, as himself on uh, the Big Bang Theory, Preston. Had he, a nice resurgence with that. Yeah, yeah and he he was uh, apparently, one of the plot lines involved him being in a series of really low-budget movies because his career had sort of fallen on hard times. Mm-hmm. And it was the serial apist. It was a um, a gorilla who had its way with women. But oh it, the, the title read like serial rapist. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, he's 47 today. Uh, Tony Sirico, Polly Walnuts. Oh. On Sopranos. I just saw 77. something. It floated across my Instagram. It was just Polly Walnuts giving the finger to the camera. Okay. <laughs> He's lost a little bit more hair, but uh, he was one of those characters on The Sopranos. And I'm re-watching it because my girlfriend never watched it. So we're, we're watching it from beginning to end. Uh, he is uh, diabolical and hilarious at the same time. He falls into so many... Uh, stereotypical moronic things, but he, he's a really funny character. Everyone I thought that was actually involved in the mob on the uh, Sopranos was just an actor, and everyone who I thought was just an actor actually was in the mob. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he's 77. Then you have uh, actor Stephen Dorff. Uh, <laughs> the Dorfster. <laughs> the Dorfman. Uh, was in the movie Blade. I think he was the main nemesis in that movie. I'm he was, sure. yeah. Okay. He also was one of the first guys I ever see uh, ever to see pushing the... Um, 
blew those cigarettes, the electric the e-cigarettes, when they yep. first came yeah. out. He was one of the first investors in that. The Immortals as well. He's 46. Did, did you see they're uh, rebooting the whole Blade series with uh, Hersh- uh, what's Marshall Ali? Yes. No way. Yeah. He's going to play Blade. I think that's great casting. Yeah, that's cool. And the last birthday is a gentleman we've had in the studio on a number of occasions. Very talented man by the name of Ken Burns. Yeah. Great documentarian and a super nice guy. Great interview, too. Still gets the bowl haircut. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Just can't let go of that. (laughs) Uh, He is 66 today. So happy birthday to everybody celebrating a birthday. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to super question. Uh, which U.S. state capital is the only one without a McDonald's? 215-263-WMMR. And let's talk to Larry, shall we? Hey, Larry, how you doing? I'm doing well. Excellent. How are you? I'm good, man. So which welcome, U.S. state capital? Back. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Appreciate it. Which U.S. state capital is the only one without a McDonald's? That would be Vermont. And what is that state capital in Vermont? I'll let you yeah, have it. Yeah, 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 yeah. He got it. Yeah, he welcomed us back. <laughs> I wouldn't have known either, Larry. I'm terrible with my state capitals. Uh, but is it uh, Montpellier? Is that it's how you announce it? Montpellier. 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 Yeah. Uh, so for some reason, they don't have a McDonald's. Is there a reason? It's a good it? question. I don't know. The altitude? Uh, maybe not the altitude. <laughs> Probably not the altitude. Uh, Definitely not the altitude. <laughs> but Stacey, I just went for the obvious. Do you know that because of your connection to fish? Uh, no, okay. I don't because of my vacation in Vermont. Oh, okay. Um, I, I just happened. There's to- no McDonald's here. <laughs> I just happened. What to- are we doing here? Sea muscles, do something. Sea muscles, you're the superhero. Uh, but how long ago was that? Oh, geez, four years ago, five years okay. ago. All right, and they still. Don't have a Mickey. D's. I thought that wasn't there some sort of insignificant a while ago that and it, it would calculate the distance of the average American to a McDonald's, and it was something crazy like it the was, average American was about less than two miles away from a McDonald's. Yeah, something along those lines. Agreed. They so are. what's their story? It doesn't have a Burger King either. What? Yeah. Oh, and it's the smallest uh, state capital in terms of population, with only about seventy five hundred people. <sighs> Do they have any Taco Bells? Nope. Oh my God. Yeah, they, uh, it's literally hell on earth. <laughs> they favor local businesses over large chains. Oh, okay. Preston, maybe it's like that uh, town in the uh, John Travolta movie where it's all Russians. Oh my God, the professionals, the professionals <laughs> attempting to look like Americans. <laughs> I bet you they have subways though. Yeah, they just don't know. All right, so we're going to get into. Let's see what the happened to the box office this weekend. Lion King was still number one. Uh, and it's made $75 million. No, over $350 million. It's made $75 million over the weekend. You know anybody who saw it? <clears throat> no, I've not spoken to anyone who saw it. I do. Amanda, a former calendar girl, saw it. And yeah. She loved Maddox, it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, also, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came in at number two. I want to see that. I'm going to see two. that today, actually. You want to go with me? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man <laughs> Far From Home was third, followed by Toy Story 4. Crawl, Yesterday, Aladdin, Stuber, Annabelle Comes Home was ninth, and the uh, box office was rounded out at number 10 with The Farewell. Uh, well, let's go to more signs of the apocalypse. Kim Kardashian is going back to the White House again. <laughs> uh, she did it in a skin-tight gold bodysuit. That's the first way Abraham Lincoln went into the White House. <laughs> she paired the look with a tan blazer, pants. Do you see my nutsack in this? <laughs> and- <laughs> is this inappropriate? And- down in my nuts there. <laughs> and, uh, wait. That's your nutsack. <laughs> Presidents have, <laughs> have mentioned their... Uh, That's your nutsack. Back to you. Yes, punk. it is, and there's still slavery. 
I'm back to your bunghole. <laughs> that was his big deflection. Actually, that's what caused the whole abolitionist movement. Uh, so I gotta do. She I gotta do something to help keep them from pointing out my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> she looks fine. Uh, skin tight, gold bodysuit. Yeah, but it, it, it was a bodysuit. Which she had. Uh, it's a pants suit. That was just. Oh. I know. I wasn't done. She paired with a tan blazer and pants and matching booties. Yeah, she looks. She looks good. Uh, yeah. So she also brought her grandmother MJ and her uh, daughter Northwest, and they were reportedly there for an exclusive private tour and for a meeting with Donald Trump. She was meeting with him again <laughs> about prison reform. One of the many reasons that she's. Cited for enrolling in law school. Wow, it meeting, really yeah. is oval. Uh, <laughs> How do you think that meeting goes? I, I just keep hearing her voice sitting next to the president talking it, about. I heard in both of their voices. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! It must this be is, interesting. This is really happening. All of this is this is real. This is actually happening. And you know what? Though they're actually getting stuff done, which is amazing. Oh, I don't care. Yeah. In D.C., Kardashian also visited the District of Columbia Correctional Treatment Facility, and scenes from her meeting will appear in an upcoming Oxygen documentary she's working on called Kim Kardashian, The Justice Project. (laughs) Exactly. So she also spoke to members of the Georgetown Prison Scholars Program who tweeted that she is a true criminal justice warrior. Wow. She's having the music ready. And that her passion and compassion inspire the world to see the humanity of the incarcerated. So that's pretty amazing. Actually, isn't it amazing? She's doing all that, mm-hmm. inspiring the world and everything. Oh, this is sad news. Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas's beloved dog Waldo Picasso was struck and killed by a car in New York City. Uh, the incident occurred Wednesday when Waldo, an Alaskan Klee-Kai, I'm like not a, familiar with that breed. I was looking at it. It looks kind of like a like a tiny. Um, like a Malamute? Like okay. A... Was uh, being walked by their dog walker. Uh, Waldo was leashed but reportedly broke free after getting spooked, and a car struck and killed Waldo when he ran into the street. I don't need uh, to know this, man. I hate that. I, you know, when people... I saw post... you throw your hands up when I mentioned it. I'm like, yeah. well, it's news, dude. Sorry. I know. It's... There were some people killed at a garlic festival yesterday, too. Yeah, but they know. weren't dogs. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know. Like, I just get so sad when I hear about dogs dying. Uh, they reported the accident to the New York City Police Department two days later after seeking therapy for their grief. Uh, they reportedly cannot charge the person who hit their dog. TMZ reports that uh, dogs are considered property, and despite the driver not leaving information or stopping after the accident, it is not against the law to do so. Uh, the newlyweds welcomed Waldo in April of 2018, along with his brother. I love oh. these names. Porky Basquiat. Is that how you say the... Uh, Basquiat. Basquiat, yeah. yeah. Uh, whom Jonas uh, got for Turner as a gift. Uh, they frequently posted about their pups on social media, and Jonas posed uh, with them for People's Sexiest Man Alive issue in November of 2018. So they lost their dog. It, listen, it, it sucks. And then there's a, a weird <clears throat> dynamic that exists with pets and, and their owners. I, I, I hear what you're saying, Casey, uh, but... Uh, it, it, the exact same thing happened to my brother-in-law, and he went into a depression for a while. It, yeah. ju- it just because he felt that the dog had gotten away from him, and he was, you know, and, and it was his fault, and it wasn't. It was just an accident. These things happen, but man, it, it just yeah, you could just see they, they were just absolutely, you know, destroyed. Uh, so Lori Laughlin and uh, Massimo Gian- uh, Giannulli are facing their court challenges together. Oh, that's to good. Court documents, people reports. Uh, the pair are being repped by lawyers from the same firm. 
Uh, Giannulli and Laughlin are innocent, and the charges brought against them, this is according to the statement, uh, and the charges brought against them are eager to clear their names, and uh, the document the documents state they believe their interest will be advanced most effectively by presenting a united front against the government's baseless accusations. This is a travesty of justice, and we'll make sure that everyone is vindicated by the end of all of it. Uh, they will next appear in court on August 27th and are expected to waive... Uh, their rights to separate attorneys. I wonder so. what the odds are of them coming out of this unscathed. I mean, they, they, there's something's going to happen. They, you know, they they made the mistake initially of not accepting the plea bargain. Yeah, and what, do you and, remember what that was? Um, I forget. It was it was similar to the th- whatever Felicity Huffman took, which was sort of you know uh, she's going to do a little bit of time. And and uh, the difference was uh, Felicity Huffman they were fifteen grand in the hole, where yeah. Lori Laughlin and her husband were half a million. So it's a little bit different. Yeah. So we'll see how this plays out. I saw her. I you know I didn't watch Fuller House. Yeah, at yeah. all. Uh, you know the, the the revamp and everything. So my my daughter started watching it, and over the break, she had an, an episode on, and Lori Laughlin came on the screen. I was like, I was kind of taken aback. I wasn't expecting to see her yeah, yeah, yeah. on TV, and sure enough. But having not watched the show, they should rename that the Three Milfs. Basically, is yeah, the name of that yeah, program. You know, it is. Yeah. Uh, all right. So this is pretty wild. Johnny Depp is now claiming that Amber Heard put a cigarette out on his cheek during a 2015 fight in Australia. Wow. Yeah. The allegation was revealed in an amended response that is part of Depp's libel lawsuit against The Sun, which he says referred to him as, quote, a wife beater in a 2018 article. Uh, the documents reportedly claim that after a fight, heard through a bottle at him with, uh, when his hand was resting on the marble top of the bar, the bottle smashed against his finger severed the top of his finger, and fractured multiple bones. And it also said that uh, Miss Heard then put a cigarette out on his right cheek. No, you shouldn't do that. No. That would hurt quite a bit. Uh, but wouldn't he have a, well... Uh, a like pic- a mark, right? Well, there's a picture that uh, Nick just found of him. Is there a on, cigarette hole on his face? On the blast. It, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like a pretty hmm. big mark on the side of his face. So, well. Yep, it could have been worse. You could have been smoking a cigar. It's true. Could have been a lot bigger. <laughs> you have to take. You have to put these things in context. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so the mom shamers came for uh, Snooky. Snooky. After oh, yeah. she shared a photo of herself bottle feeding her eight year old eight year old son. Eight year old son. <laughs> Let me back up again. Okay. She shared a photo of herself bottle feeding her eight week old son Angelo while sipping wine. So people beat up on her okay. about that. Why, because she was drinking wine? Uh, yeah. Oh. How yeah. dare she? I, right? How dare you? When the critics shared their thoughts, she said... She could put that bottle in the kid's eye. She said, you're not a mom. <laughs> I allow myself to have a few glasses once a week to stay sane with three kids. I do what's necessary to once clean my milk for my baby. <laughs> what's that? Once a week. Uh, <laughs> wait, what did I say? Sipping wine? Uh, yeah, a few glasses once a week. Okay. Well, I'm sure they do it more than once a week, but... Uh... It's Listen, she's doing it once a week, it good for better. her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then she wrote, let Malma live and keep being 17. Who's Malma? I don't know. <laughs> this is the way that she's referring to herself. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, okay. Third person name? M-A-W-M-A. Yes. Malma. Not Mama. She's Malma. 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 You know, Malma, the alcoholic. Yep. 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 Guess yeah. who's back? <laughs> Guess who's back, my boss? That's the way you do it, sea muscles. 
His hey, name is Sea Muscles. Uh, shut up. The Sea Muscles. If you missed it, that was Casey's awesome gamer name for his I son. think the reason that people are blowing up on this whole thing here, Preston, we look at the oh. Instagram picture. She's also huffing paint. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh. She has a sock over her mouth. Oh, I see what she's doing. So she's sipping the yeah. wine at the same time she has the bottle that is in the baby's mouth resting on her own chin so yeah. she can hold it in place while she drinks wine. Right. That's actually multitasking. It's, yeah. it's kind of funny. Yeah. It is. Yeah. All right, so anyhow, uh, moving on. TMZ reports that the forthcoming biopic on Wendy Williams. What? We need a biopic oh, of Wendy Williams. Oh, this is awesome. We do. Dubbed mm-hmm. Just Wendy will document her life from 10 years old to 55. Wow. And cover everything from her struggles with drugs, fat shaming, and a never before. And the Wicked Witch of the West. And a never before told story of date rape. And we'll also detail our marriage to former manager and a strange husband, Kevin Hunter. So what a mess! <clears throat> yeah how the how the hell does she get a biopic? Uh, it's probably through Wendy Williams Productions. You know, I don't know. I usually love all this stuff. They've done the Spice Girls, and they did the Saved by the Bell cast, and the Nine Hundred Two One Zero cast, and these these movies are always horrible, but they're great horrible. Uh, let's see here. Anne Hathaway may have a picture-perfect life, but she admits that the uh, that uh, behind the scenes, it's anything but. While sharing the <laughs> while sharing the happy news of her second pregnancy on Instagram last week, she alluded to fertility struggles. <laughs> ET caught up with her this weekend, <laughs> and Hathaway confessed it's not always a straight line. It's not always a straight line. Sometimes it's a parabolic curve. Yeah. There is uh, a... Unless you're going to a wormhole, and then there are other things you have to consider. (laughs) The drag on the ship and various coefficients, am I correct, Anne Hathaway? (laughs) Who is E.T. asking Anne Hathaway? He's talking about space travel. (laughs) There are certain things you have to consider. Yeah. If you subscribe to the string theory. Right, warped space-time and all. Exactly. Uh, she said there is a one-sided narrative to this, and of course it's wonderful that we sell It is possible that you could travel in space and come back to meet your own grandchildren. <laughs> Did I get off subject? I'll talk to our great leader, Sea Muscles. <laughs> He's the leader of the planet. <laughs> Uh, it's wonderful that we celebrate the happy moment when it's ready to share. I think there is a silence around the moments before that, and they are not all happy. And, in fact, a lot of them are quite painful. She needs to shut up. She said, I think that pain is, uh, that I think that pain is that these things women feel like we are the only ones going through, that these women feel we're the only ones going through it. I think you need to shut up. I haven't read in a while, okay? Yeah. Uh, she added... <laughs> You're finding out about this right now, too. I read out loud in a while. <laughs> she added, I just knew that somewhere my announcement was going to make somebody feel worse about themselves because, and it wouldn't be fair to the, uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't be their fault that that happened. You just can't help it when you want something so bad and it feels like it's happening to everyone else but you. This is probably the wrong music for this. I'm almost done. <laughs> okay. And I just wanted that person to know that they're included in my story, too, and that my story didn't just have happy moments as well. Do you know what one of my favorite things that Anne Hathaway has done, and she actually really didn't even do it, but the, the gif of her applauding while crying is one of my favorites. Have you seen that one? The one ends up 
being sent around quite a lot. I think so. It's been a while since I've seen that one. I, I, I have flashbacks between that and... Um, Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser <laughs> clapping. Yes, exactly. Those yeah. are two of the best. Or the Nicole Kidman. Oh, yeah, with her, bent fingers. her palms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see here. Oh, you know what? A couple of deaths took place. One of them while we were gone, and I set this aside. Yes. Rutger Hauer passed away. Oh, man. I know. I we talked that. to Rutger Hauer. Do you remember that when he had his autobiography out? Vaguely. Yeah, we had him on the phone, okay. and uh, we were going, you know, I was going off, obviously, I'm a huge fan of, of uh, Blade Runner and his Roy Batty characters, mm-hmm. essential to that. And it was actually during that interview where we learned that his iconic speech at the end of that movie where he's dying as a replicant, he improvised that. Part of it, yeah. He was 75 years old, which is sad, and I don't know the nature of his death. I, I haven't seen either. anything yet, but... Yeah, in a 2017 interview, Steve, and I guess when we spoke to him as well, he said that he wrote those final Tears in Rain lines that reportedly had uh, crew members on the set and audiences applauding and crying. He said, I was hoping to come up with one line where Roy, because he understands he has very little time, expresses one bit of the DNA of life that he's felt, how much he liked it, only one life. So So I I tweeted out because that is, I I think about that all the time and the importance of savoring the moment. Mm -hmm. And he talks about the things he's seen. And and actually, the replicants throughout the movie, they just want to live. You know, they were created, they had a built-in short lifespan so they didn't become uh, too powerful or, or didn't do what they were doing in the movie, which was revolt. And uh, it's it's a great scene, Preston. You're probably a fan of a movie that I am as well that he's in called Blind Fury. Yeah, it's just it's it's uh, an action movie. It's hokey. It's yeah. weird, but he's great in it. And another one that I liked uh, was The Hitcher. The Hitcher. Yeah, you know, it was just he was just such a bizarrely complete lunatic. Yeah, that's where he draws vindictive. and quarters the uh, the girl between the two semi trucks. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, born in 1944 in a small town in the Netherlands under occupation during World War II. He grew up in Amsterdam, the son of actors who ran an acting school, made a stage day debut at five, then traveled the world with the Dutch Merchant Navy and later in the Army. Uh, he made his Hollywood debut as a terrorist in Sylvester Stallone's 1981 film Nighthawks. With uh, Billy Dee Williams. Before his famous turn in Blade Runner. Yeah, so that's that was he, he had done some other acting in the Netherlands. But Billy he, Nighthawk. Yeah. <laughs> You have to you have to make that noise to get the role. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Sly helped him uh, get going. There's a scene at the end of that movie where Rucker Howard comes into the kitchen, and I I think Lindsay Wagner was playing Stallone's girlfriend in the movie, and Stallone apparently is in drag at the kitchen. What? With his back to, he has like a wig on, okay, and it's just so stupid. Oh, no. And he turns around, and it's Stallone with the yeah. gun, you know, just like a chick. Yeah. So, I don't remember that. Unfortunately, I will have to go back and see. But um, he was also paired with Michelle Pfeiffer. <clears throat> excuse me, in the nineteen eighty five film Lady Hawk. That's a for for people who love yeah. really, um, you know, uh, fantasy based romance. Yeah, that's one of that's like one of the Citizen Kane level it's movies. Two Hawk movies there too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the next year, he, <laughs> he, next year he did The Hitcher. He played uh, vampires and vampire hunters in movies and television shows like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And in two thousand five, he was an evil corporate executive in Batman Begins. He was great. 
Yeah. Uh, according to IMD, he has five, IMDb, he has five projects still to be released. How are they going to complete those? Uh, he published an autobiography, was an environmentalist, and founded the Rutger Hauer Starfish Association and AIDS Awareness Organization. For children so. who want to learn good, too. By the way, the same year... Yeah, I got that. <laughs> Zoolander. Uh, the same year... Uh, by the way, he died in the same year that his character in Blade Runner died, 2019. Wow. Which is kind of an interesting <clears throat> little coincidence. It's hilarious when you look at movies from years ago uh, and, you know, this is how it's going to look in 1980. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and then voice actress uh, Russie Taylor died. She was 75. And she was best known for voicing the character of Minnie Mouse. Yeah. Passed away at her home in Glendale on Friday. Uh, Disney CEO Bob Iger said in a statement, Minnie Mouse lost her voice with the passing of Russie Taylor. Uh, for more than 30 years, Minnie and Russie worked together to entertain millions around the world, a partnership that made Minnie a global icon and Russie a Disney legend beloved by fans everywhere. She also, uh, she got her start with the, the world of strawberry shortcake in 1980. Really? And in addition to many, uh, she also did theatrical films, animated shorts, and theme park experiences. She lent her voice to talents, her voice talents to numerous other characters, including several in the DuckTales animated series. Taylor also voiced characters in the Smurfs, Padding the Bear, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Simpsons, of which I think we have a clip of. We have both. We have one of her as Minnie. Let's do Minnie first. Let's do Minnie, and then we'll play a clip. This is from a Christmas uh, Christmas story. Oh, my. A chain from my watch. Oh, Mickey, it's beautiful. But I traded my watch to get you that case. Oh, Mickey, I can't believe you gave up what means the most to you. Aw. You you, you did what? (laughs) What did you do? You stupid bitch! And then, uh, who is she playing? That's the the gift of the Magi, by the way. Rip off. Yep. Uh, this is The Simpsons plays Martin Prince. Yes. Here we go. Hey, Martin, what are you doing? Excavating for arrowheads. <laughs> Dude, it's Saturday. I remember that character. He's great. Wishes. May I join you? Care to make it a trio, Bart? You can brush and I can blow. Well, I agree. You blow. Then it's a plan. <laughs> a lot of people blow, but no one blows like you. High praise indeed. Can you look up blow in the dictionary? Marty's not going to get it. Come <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the statement from Disney included the following quote from Taylor saying, I never wanted to be famous. The characters I do are famous, and that's fine for me. So she wasn't the voice of Minnie. Uh, Minnie, how far back does Minnie Mouse go? Uh, you know what? A good question. Because not as far as Steamboat Willie, but... Yeah, right. not as far back as Mickey goes. Yeah, I'm married! Uh, but I'm not really sure. Uh, Nick is looking that up now. All the way back to 1928. Okay. So Mickey was uh, before that, but yeah, I mean, she's been around for a long time. So sad news. Uh, what else do I have here? In the world of entertainment. For you. Okay, here's a death of a character I don't know, but a very strange way, this or sad way this person passed away. An actor named Gabe Kouth, I guess is how you say his last name. He played Sneezy on ABC's Once Upon a Time. Yes. Died after having a heart attack on his motorcycle. Oh, man. Yeah. I love that first year of Once Upon a Time was so magical so wonderful, and then they went crazy with, they brought in, like, Frankenstein and stuff like that. They originally focused on the original Disney characters, and I thought that was wonderful. But Frankenstein isn't a Disney character. Yeah, so this was the guy who played Sneezy, Gabe Calfit. That's horrible, 46 years old. I guess that has to happen with, you know, 
Yeah, there was a there was a guy um, that uh, I used to work with uh, back in St. Louis who had a heart attack while driving a car and died Oof. from the accident that that ensued after you know dying or having the heart attack yeah, behind yeah. the wheel, veered off and ran into him, you know, like a bridge or something along those lines. But yeah, that can happen. Uh, and then one last thing: a day after the final season of Orange Is the New Black hit Netflix, one of its stars, Taryn Manning seemed to lash out against her fellow castmates in an Instagram post. The 40-year-old wrote that, quote, the show hurt me more than anything has in my life, and not one cast member cares about me. Uh, she did not name Orange is, uh, uh, Orange is the New Black. She made reference to the Netflix series, uh, though, and she said, I have to speak out before anything happens to me. F fame, this show hurt humans. You will never truly know, but many were hurt. But on Sunday, she revealed, she wrote, my account was hacked, and I'm back, and I'm sorry. So hmm. it would seem weird to lash out like that. Yes. So it does sound like she may have actually been hacked. Stuff like that does happen from time to time. She's a pencil tucky, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah okay. that's right. That's who she plays. Yep. All right. We're ready for the clips. Our first clips back from vacation. Wow. Always an incredible occasion. We'll start with uh, years and years. Takes a look inside the life of the Lyons family as they journey through a politically turbulent time in England. Uh, here, Tania Miller discusses her fictional character, her fictional children's connection to their technology. Here we go. I think that problem probably has always existed. Yes, we have technology now, but there's always been this thing. I think, you know, a teenager sort of creating their own space and their own mm. identity. So throughout the ages, whether it be the 1960s or now, or you know, 10, 15 years in the future, I think we're always going to have that that point where parents sort of separate or don't understand their children as much as they would like to. I don't. I don't want. I don't think I want. Are they talking lions? No. Uh, L-Y-O-N. Oh. That's the last name. Uh, the season one finale of Years and Years airs tonight, 9 p.m. Oh, my God. I have to watch the whole season, Preston. Here's the next clip. Legion follows the schizophrenic mutant son of Charles Xavier attempting to understand his place in the world and getting to the root of his mental ailments. In this clip, Dan Stevens declares uh, declares his stance on watching shows that he appears in. I don't enjoy watching everything I've done back, but Legion, I think, is one of the most enjoyable because of that discombobulation. It's just like it's so different to what I thought it was going to be. I'm still trying to figure out where it's going and what exactly is happening. And, yeah, I just think it's such a trip to watch. It's really, I just really enjoy that, that hour of TV. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, Legionnaires tonight, 10 p.m. Legionnaires! On, on there you go. FX, the it worked out perfectly. It did. All right, and that is, uh, that's our first entertainment report back from vacation. So, hopefully, it did something for it. It, it really informed us. Hopefully we found out moved. that Taryn Manning's account was hacked. Yep. We mm-hmm. learned, uh, well, the news brought us sea muscles, but for the most part, I think we're moving, <laughs> we're getting some cool stuff here. We, we got ET. Right we that? decided whether or not Kim Kardashian's outfit was appropriate for the White House, and Kathy seems to think it was. Yep. And there were other things we learned. She looked just fine. Uh, Minnie Mouse apparently dates back to the 20s, mm-hmm. and uh, the uh, the woman who did it uh, in the latter years died. Getty uh, in Lee's, a, uh, in get, a gunfight. Getty Lee's birthday today. We get, found that out. Yes. So a few other things. All right. So why don't we take a break and uh, dive right into some conversation? That's what we'll do. We oh, yeah. Back. Yeah. So we'll come back in just a moment. Make sure that you stay with us, friends. Back to work. That's where we are. We'll be in a returning momentarily. Stay with us. Activate the President's Steve Show podcast. 
93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Yeah, we took a few days off. Yeah. Vacay, return, and uh, we should do a little recap and see if everybody had a good time or not. But uh, thank you for your your love. I know that uh, a lot of people... Uh, we're reaching out and saying, come on, come back already. And I know I, I we, we love having some time off, but uh, we do miss hanging with you as well. But uh, well, the truth of the matter is, is that after many years of doing the show, there were a lot of uh, vacations, uh, quoting the, the Go-Go's there, uh, that you wanted to take and have wanted to take with your family. You took one in particular you wanted to take with your family. But you can't go for like four days or yeah, five days. Yeah. You can't go do it. And, to, yep. and at a certain point... You want to get the vacation done while you are still a family unit, not often in multiple places, right. and living their lives. And if you're if you're going to fly a pretty long distance, you need some extra time. Right. So that's what we did this time around. We went to Hawaii, yes, for a vacation. And uh, was there a particular knife collector? We're you not going to we're not okay. going to even right. talk about right. that. Right. But no, this is a totally different vacay. <laughs> I've realized. So this is my fourth trip. To Hawaii, oh, wow. and and this is why don't you just buy the place? This is my happy place. Yeah. Hawaii I, I is. I realize it is my. It I could be my favorite place in the world. Really? Oh my god! It just yes. It, it, you know, I, I'm just. What's so attractive about? I, I can't. <laughs> I can't find what my. What makes that place so special? I can't find my. Found myself saying just out of nowhere, I'd go. Oh man. I was just <laughs> pineapple. Just, 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 no, it's not that. I'll tell you what it is, man. It's it's the environment. It's the weather. It's yeah. If you if you lived in that environment all the time, I can see why you would just be happy all the time because it's like mid eighties and there's always a fifteen to twenty mile an hour breeze, like ten to twenty mile an hour breeze. It is gorgeous. It's just so nice all the time. And it's so nice you don't mind volcanoes. Oh my! That God. says it all. I just I loved it. I had such a great time. But we'll, uh, I'll, I'll just give you. Well, a, let's start with you. A couple of quick stories because everybody, most of us, took some. Don't worry, cool I vacations. did nothing. So you didn't do you anything. Can eat I defer to the senator from uh, <laughs> Harleysville. And Marissa didn't do anything either, really. But uh, I had. Or, or as opposed to what she normally does, yeah, which, yeah. Is, yeah. which is everything. Which is, yeah, which is everything. She didn't yeah. go to Cuba this time around. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, no, I took the, the family. We did uh, five days on Oahu and five Packed days. Up the car. And five days on Kauai, which I had never oh. been to before. That's the island. And the only island I haven't been to is the big island. So we'll have to get to that at some point yes. in, in my life. But well, wasn't that like burnt? It's like burning. No, it's not at all. It's uh, it's, it's not burning. Kathy, its technical word is smoldering. In, in fact, no, they, the tourists stopped going there because there were there was concerns. Yeah, yeah. So at, at the the luau we went to, which I'll I'll tell you about in a second. They they were telling us, look, all the stuff you heard about the island being on fire. It's not quite it's not, what they okay. made it out, out to, to be. be. Okay, it's it. not nearly as bad as what you heard. So. There were actually some protests going on while we were there, oh. big time uh, on on the Big Island, and but but the protests were going on throughout the the state of Hawaii uh, because they're trying to build this uh, observatory on the um, on the sacred mountain on the Big Island, oh. and so driving around, you saw all these people with these protest flags and oh. stuff, and they were it was a big deal. Yeah, they were they were. Oh, I thought they were protesting that uh, planned bridge to the mainland. No, no, that's still that's still a go. <laughs> we're still happy about that. <laughs> But uh, let me tell you about the coolest thing I did while we were there. You did a lot of cool things. Yeah, we did. We uh, I try to be activity heavy, right? Yeah, and and so I did. My son and I went scuba diving, and we went on a wreck dive. 
had never done that before. You can dive while you're wrecked? No, not that. Oh. You go down to a shipwreck oh. and you uh, and you dive inside the ship. It can and be pretty dangerous. Yeah, it can be. This was a simple one. It was okay. pretty easy. And uh, we went down 90 feet, which is the deepest I've ever been. That is deep. And my son, too. And it was... So damn cool. So I got to thank Reef Pirates Diving, which is who we went with. Uh, They're on the island of Oahu. And our dive master is a guy named Crash. Crash? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And he looked like a Crash. He looked like a surfer. Blonde hair, long blonde hair. It's going to be a day you'll remember forever, bro. Yeah. yeah. So. Name's Crash. It was was so cool. Uh, We we go down into this. It was a landing craft unit. That was the type of uh, ship that was, uh, and it was small. It wasn't like a big thing where you go all through the the chambers of the uh, of the ship and everything, it was enough for us to kind of get our feet wet, so to say, uh, with um, with wreck diving. So now I'm hooked. Now I want to go and do wreck, wreck diving. diving. And I didn't, I'd forgotten how much I love scuba diving. I wanna, I wanna make this my thing. Yeah, but it's next to impossible. Because go do you, it off Jer- the Jersey Shore, exactly, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> with a foot and a half visibility, no visibility at all. But uh, while we, in case you would love this, while we went under under the ship. One of the first things we see is a white tip reef shark just swimming around inside this. It was a full grown one. It was like yeah. five to six feet long. It was big. Yeah. Um, and nah, not at all. Not not. I wasn't. I wasn't even the slightest bit scared. No. It was so beautiful. It was so cool to see. Uh, and while we were down there, we also did a reef dive, which. So, so at this time of year, so you know the North Shore is where all the waves happen in the winter time. Yeah. And apparently in the summer. They have this southern swell that comes up, and apparently it was the biggest summer swell of the season. And uh, so things are moving around a lot under the ocean, and you need to go down deep. Otherwise, if you're too shallow, you literally get thrown around. Oh, that's wow. how tumultuous it is. Yeah, yeah. So, so the, the 90 foot depth makes it okay. So that's the deepest you go. This the ship is sunk. Is it on its side? Is it? It's upside down. Upside down. Yeah, yeah. Like so, the Poseidon Adventure. So we went up underneath it. Yeah, it was pretty damn cool. And I have video I posted on uh, an Instagram of it. Uh, but anyway, the second dive we did was a reef dive, and, and that one we had to go down below 50 feet because to get underneath the swell. But still, every now and then you'd be swimming along, and then you would just, like, move eight feet to the wow. right and then back over to the... That's to where cool. like the electric again. slide. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot like that, yeah. yeah. Hey, real quick, I want to go back to the wreck. Um, was it, like, an accidental wreck, or was it something that they... I don't know. You don't even know? I, okay. I didn't ask. Okay. It didn't look like it was put down there on purpose, but it might have been. I'm not really sure. But anyhow, on the reef dive, we saw um, uh, two more reef sharks... Uh, two moray eels and yeah. an octopus, and it was so cool, man! I just loved it. I would love to see an octopus of of all Six of those. Six yeah. two cats, a hamster, and a rabbit. They were all down there. <laughs> eels, I would like to stay away from. Barracuda, shark, octopus. I would love to see one of those. So octopus. my wife does a lot of diving. Yeah. Does, does uh, and and she loves it. She's just like you, Preston. She just loves it, and it just finds it like nothing else on. Uh, on Earth, yeah, uh, she has seen the barracuda. She's, you know, the, uh, the a lot of sharks actually. And as as you pointed out, Preston, for the most part, they're just doing their thing. Yeah, you know, and they're just they they actually the hard part is getting close to them. They want to get away from you. So, and, right. and you part know. of the benefit of the buddy system is if you if you want to draw them in closer, you cut your buddy. Yeah, and then that's how you draw the, them. Uh, yeah. them you make away. them the chum. Uh, <laughs> so so that was really awesome. We did that's that. awesome. Uh, and while we were on Oahu, we, you know what I, how about this? So we fly in, we, we get set up at our, at our hotel and, uh, we were just starving. We had to get something to eat. So we're just like, let's just go somewhere close and grab a bite to eat. 
Um, right across from where we were staying was uh, the Hard Rock Cafe. I'm like, let's just go over there and get dinner. So we go over there. We sit down. Um, our server takes our order. And then the guy comes back the uh, who brings the food out. Usually he's a yeah. different person than the, uh, uh, than the server. And uh, I was wearing an MMR shirt. And the guy, uh, he goes, all right, you know, here's your food, blah, blah, blah. He goes, oh, you guys from Philly? I go, yeah. And he looks at me. He goes, wait. <laughs> Are you Preston? No way. <laughs> You're like the first person we've met in Hawaii. You're like Don Ho. And uh, there's this guy named Andy who moved there, I guess, earlier this year and started living like a van life. He lives in his van in Hawaii. Wow. That's amazing. With his gal. And, uh, wow. Yeah. And he was just this really... Dude, everybody I've met who moved there is just so... Goddamn happy. It's ridiculous. Well, it's just a big <sighs> smile on their face like, dude, I love it here. I love it. So, it's paradise. It is, yeah. however, expensive, right? Yeah. I mean, the cost of living is yeah. every, everything's okay. got to be brought. Unless That's you're going, why the dude lives in his van. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Could you think you and the fam could move into a large van? Oh, my God. Well, maybe. Hey, uh, <laughs> what was um, Honolulu like? Because I've heard mixed reviews on that particular part of the island. It depends on what you want. I okay. mean, it's... Uh, if you it's, want hookers, it's perfect. It's totally... Yeah, there's yeah. plenty of hookers. No, but it's um, it's it's metropolitan, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. the beach is right there, Waikiki beaches, but it is busy, busy, busy. Traffic like crazy. It is crazy. Uh, and and tons of tourists, obviously. We walked around when yeah. we were down. So uh, the funny We thing, literally saw hookers while we were there. And, and top-level hookers, yeah. like primo hookers. <laughs> um, the weird thing about that, Preston, there is that when you're walking down the street, Nick, and you're, and you're seeing these buildings... You walk through the lobby of those buildings, and you're on incredible beaches. Okay. Yep. So, and, so, but you don't see them because of the buildings. And by, by the way, the lobbies have no walls. Yeah. I mean, they're just oh. they're just open. It's <laughs> open everywhere, and the breeze comes through, and it's just it's fantastic. And each one of the places that we stayed in, all of the the walls are they're glass. They just you you roll them back. They you open them wide open. There's there's you know two walls instead of four. It's amazing. I've never been to Hawaii, but uh, I've always heard that the the best place to go is where you went was was Kauai. Yeah, so that was second. Before I get to Kauai, real quick, I want to give a plug to the luau that we did on Oahu, and I found this on TripAdvisor. This place hasn't even been open a year. It's called, and you'll you'll laugh at the name, but it's called um, the uh, Nut Ridge Experience. Mm-hmm. The reason it's called, I like it already. The yeah. reason it's called Nut Ridge is because because it, we play with your nuts. No, because <laughs> it takes place on the first uh, macadamia nut plantation. Oh, in Hawaii, I love macadamia nuts. And so, uh, yeah, it was. It's an old property, and uh, instead of, and I've been to this is my fourth luau I've been to. And instead of going to one where there's like 150, 200 people and all these dancers on stage and, you know, yeah. this, this big production and stuff, only about 60 people can go to this. It's very, very small. Ooh, they don't cool. even use very privileged. microphones or anything like that. Because really? Everybody is right there on. And, and it was and, and you walk through the woods to these other stages that are set up in different spots. It was the coolest luau i've ever been to is very very personal very family like and that's what a luau is supposed to be supposed to be like a family party and they teach about hawaiian culture and obviously you have the food and drinks and everything it was it was one of the best things i did just the luau just having the poi and all that stuff do you have all the classic foods yeah we had all the classic foods what about like the fire dancers that's what i just for some reason yeah in my mind yeah they had they had you know three uh women that were doing the hula dancing which by the way Mm-hmm. Hula dancing is so incredibly sexy. It is just you. you I'm, I'm mesmerized by these women. That Get a boner. 
I, well, I didn't yeah, have a boner. <laughs> I'm a family with me. I don't have a boner around my kids. But anyway, um, listen, if you're going to Oahu, do this. And trust me, it's going to get... It's going to be really hard to book this thing as word gets out about it. I, I was just blown away by it. It was so awesome. So very intimate. And uh, how many courts? I mean, what? Uh, I think I've once I was to a luau, and uh, I don't think it was really a luau because it was in a Wendy's. Yeah. So I'm um, not, not quite sure it's authentic. No, it's more like a barbecue. A luau is you don't have courses. You just go up and you load up a big. Okay, plate, like a know? buffet. Yeah, but they had the, you know the pork and and all the things that you would expect. But more so, this it's a beautiful property. Really cool people. We had a great time, but it's called uh, the Nut Ridge Experience. Look it up if you're going to Hawaii. I recommend that to you. And it's up on the mountain. Yeah. So you look down on Honolulu. It's way up high, and you get these gorgeous views while you're there. So oh, That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, and then, Nick, then we went to Kauai. It was my first time going there. It's called the Garden Island. Yeah. And it's literally, you're going to the country of of Hawaii. It's it's really where a lot of farmland, a lot of wide open natural So a lot areas. of pickup trucks and stuff and the uh, uh fair oh, really? actually yeah. <laughs> and it's um uh Waimea Canyon is there. There are a lot of areas the Nepali coast you can't get to. You either have to take a boat or a helicopter. Huh. And it's all those Jurassic Park scenes. Yes, yeah. Were filmed in Kauai. Oh. All over the island. But but when they first fly in in the helicopter, that's the Nepali coast of Hawaii. That's awesome. Of, of Kauai. It is. It's so. You, you, I, we're, we're sitting here looking at things, and I'm going, this doesn't look real. If I didn't see the, the, the water moving on the waterfall way off in the distance here, I wouldn't think this was real. Right. It just doesn't seem real. Yeah. Uh, and and it, we did a wonderful thing. We met with with uh, the people that we just encountered, the locals, and we said, "Where should we go?" You know, because I've read. Straight to hell. <laughs> I did all my research about where the things you go and things you should do, but I really found out some cool spots that I wouldn't have found out otherwise by just talking to people that work at the restaurants and so on. So the locals were giving you the tips. Yeah, yeah. So we ended up one of the nights we went, and I'll post this video of us at sunset. Uh, it's called the Polihale uh, State Park. Polihale mm. State Park. And it's as far west and north as you can drive before you hit the Nepali coast. And it was the most stunning sunset I've ever seen. We yeah. just we just absolutely loved it. So, And you needed a, a Jeep to get to where you were going. And you stayed on the island? Yeah, we stayed. For how long? Uh, we stayed there for five days. Okay. So we did five on Oahu and five on Kauai. And here's the best thing about this whole deal is... Nothing went wrong while we were there. <laughs> there were no snags. There were no issues. There were just, it was. No lice. Nothing but. Yeah, no yeah, lice. Yeah, yes. Rochelle said, how was vacation without lice this time around? We got <laughs> lice last summer. No diarrhea. No, like, what was that bizarre skin condition that you had, Kathy? All this weird yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about that the whole time. No, I was no there. ancient medallion that caused you bad luck. Yep. No, no, no Vincent Price in a cave. No, you know, there was no spider calling on Alice. No. And uh, the, the, the thing didn't fall off the wall and land on Bobby. It was great. <laughs> it was all good. Greg didn't have a problem surfing. We went surfing, by the way, while we were there. How'd you you went sur- I did okay. Yeah. I, I've been surfing before, but my, my son's got up immediately. Yeah. Were um, you doing the toe-in surfing? No, no, <laughs> they weren't having no big waves this time around, no. Steve. So, uh, do you when you fly home? Do you have to go back to Honolulu to fly home, or do no, you, you did direct from, from Kauai? Okay, and, to uh, Philly, yeah, or well to L.A. and then to Philly. Okay, but, all right, but yeah, but off of Kauai, you That's could great. fly back to the mainland, which was pretty cool. I wasn't sure yeah, if we'd have to fly back to Honolulu. You flew to Dallas on the way there, right? Yeah. Okay. 
Dear God, that is the most amazing airport I've ever seen in my life. It's not bad. It's unreal. Mar- Marissa and I went there uh, a couple of years ago because we had a junket out in San Diego, and uh, yeah, it was nice. Uh, it's like a mall. Yeah, like a really huge upscale mall. Dallas Fort Worth. Yeah. Um. So I'm trying to think of any other highlights because I want to hear about your guys' vacays as well. But it, it was you uh, went scuba diving. You you had a, an authentic luau. You met a guy at uh, Hard Rock. We went on. Uh, we did a zipline tour. My kids wanted a zipline. I didn't really care about it. I figured you can do that anywhere, but you do get these amazing views. But the the last zip that we did was over three quarters of a mile long. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. It was it was insane. Three quarters of a mile. Yeah, it was. It's it's the biggest zip on that island for sure. Maybe even even in the entire state of Hawaii. Ah, but yeah, I was, did one in uh, New Hampshire last year. It was about a mile. You can get up to like sixty miles per you're hour. Hauling ass. And you're hauling ass. There yeah. was one I was looking at. Uh, the, it's where was it? It was, a, it was a PBS series I was watching yesterday evening, and that zip line reaches a top speed of ninety miles an hour. I think it's in Scotland. Ninety insane. miles an hour. I I love them, but I do think. Uh, they're overpriced for the amount of time you get. I feel right. like what I paid for at that place in, uh, I think it was in Adatash, uh, New Hampshire. You should have let, let you go twice. You know, because well, essentially you're, you're is just, it just one, Is it just one straight line? Because a lot of them have zip tours where you'll, like, for example, if you go like, to did, Whistler, yeah. you can do, like, there's a series. You go from one to the other to the other, and it, it takes a while. Yeah, I, there, there were two separate zip lines. Right. You, you, you know, you're just going, down and up. Down and up. Uh, a couple other quick things. Yes, we did go to Pearl Harbor. I've been there a couple times before. It was it's amazing. It's incredible. Uh, although you can't go on the the memorial still. There are right they now. they redoing it? No, there was a, a a boat ran into the the dock and and yeah. and broke it, and they're still oh. repairing it. All so right. they're not doing an upgrade on it. They're just repairing it. So, and then uh, oh, we also did this really cool th- cool thing on Kauai. There is a um, an old. Uh, sugarcane plantation. None of the sugarcane plantations exist there anymore. Uh, but they have these irrigation systems from the early days of the um, of the plantation that go all through this property. And you can go on inner tubes and float down these irrigation Whoa. systems, and they go through tunnels. Mm, that's pretty cool. That were dug back in the... I guess the uh, mid 1900s. I saw those pictures. I didn't know what that was. It yeah. looked awesome. It was pretty incredible. Yeah. And uh, and that was really yeah. Here's a picture, Steve, of of us doing it. That's pretty oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. A little freaky in some points for my daughter, but uh, it was a very unique experience. Did you get to golf at all? You know what? I took my shoes with me. Okay. Um, and I was going to rent clubs, but. The idea of playing never even crossed my mind one time. Because you were having so much fun doing I other just, stuff. There was too much. I can play golf here. Good you for know? you. And and I, I didn't. I wasn't going to eat up five or six hours when I could be in paradise on a beach somewhere or doing some experience I've never done before. So I passed on golf. Uh, but I'm telling you, I, I think it was the best vacation ever. The wow. best vacation? Well, yeah. that, you said the, well, the last one was pretty yeah, damn my, good. My, my, my You're on a good streak. We're, we're kind of torn between that and Sweden, which the best ever oh. was. But I, I just I kept finding myself so many times just going, God, I love it here. <laughs> I just and I'm like, that's what you want from yeah, a vacation. True. So it was phenomenal. All right, who's up next? Save me for last because I'm the most boring. stories. <laughs> I know I ate up most yeah. of our time, but right. I went to Montauk. Um, it was beautiful. I absolutely love it there, and I made an effort this vacation to because sometimes when you go on vacation, you're like, okay, we got to do this. We got to go, go, go. We got to you know, like get, Preston. 
get all of this in. And I made a, a conscious effort to just kind of relax. And no matter what, because my son moves so slow, it is unbelievable. And I know a lot of kids do, but every teacher that we've ever had says, well, he operates at his own pace. And <laughs> sometimes it makes me, uh, you know, I get a little tense and I'm like, come on, let's go. We got to move. And um, I, I read an article a while ago that said that you shouldn't do that, blah, 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 whatever. So uh, during vacation, we just kind of relaxed and we kind of moved at his pace. And uh, it was great. More? Yeah. You know, right, I, I, I didn't let things bother me. If we didn't get something, you know, we didn't get to to a site we wanted to see. Oh, well, you know, no big deal. And he had a great time. Uh, and that's what it was all about. And uh, was it was it so you, you stayed in the Zen mode or you're just keeping a list? No. Like, yeah. Just kind of just right. stay. This goes on the list. <laughs> we didn't make it Missed to the Missed out point. on the flower garden. This goes on the list. Um, can I ask you a question, Kathy? Uh, yeah. All right, so you posted, uh, I, 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 and by the way, I loved watching uh, your vacation on Instagram, Facebook, and stuff like that. Uh, you posted a photo on, on Facebook oh. um, where your boobs looked really big. Oh. Um, I thought you were talking about the pants. On Facebook? No, on Facebook. And somebody that we know commented and it's and it wasn't me that commented said wow look at your hooters and i was like oh my god i can't believe he wrote that i couldn't that. believe he wrote that either okay. and i deleted it and i don't think we should talk about okay. it okay all right fair enough fair enough <laughs> yeah. um, i'm so sorry <laughs> it wasn't <Nick>. me. <laughs> no it wasn't me uh no but wait i thought you were going to bring up the pants what the pants the wet, you were what? wearing pants <laughs> Or the lack thereof. Oh, yeah. So I posted a handstand picture uh, while I was in Montauk. And listen, every time I wear these pants, I get this comment. Like, I'll be be in Target in a store and someone will go, oh, my God. At at first glance, I thought you had no pants on. They're kind of like a, they're like a peach, pinkish peach colored pants. Yeah. But I guess if you're a little bit far away, it looks like I'm not Skin wearing tone. pants. Those yeah. are pants. Yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly just thought you had like like some some strap up your ass there. Yeah, right. No, that's, that's I'm like, actually I mean, wearing pants. I'm like, why would she wear that? Well, you're not wearing shoes well, or socks either, Kat. So it right. kind of the, the well, end, no, no, no. It blends into your feet. Take a closer look. Steve, yeah. do you think that yeah. I would have posted a picture with no pants on? Yeah. <laughs> the only reason. <laughs> The the only way yes. the only way that you can tell is you look at the the, the color of her arms. Well, right. And also it's Kathy. And also it's Kathy. And Kathy would never take a picture like that. Yeah. And that's why I was like, no. I thought, she's wearing pants. I thought maybe all right. She's in a, in a. This is her yoga outfit. Wait, she likes to let her cooter hang out. So it's a Kathy Romano 11 on Instagram. And uh-huh. you know what? I love these pants. They're the most comfortable yoga pants I have. I have them in two colors. Fortunately, the other color is green, so it does it does look like I'm wearing pants. So let, let's get let me get this straight. Montauk's really just an excuse for you to be an exhibitionist, right? <laughs> I go naked to the so, beach. Okay, I see down. So you, there's a, there's a little ridge above your ankle, which yeah. is okay. Now I see. So it. go to the other picture. Go to the handstand picture. I feel like you can see because you can see my ankles a little bit better. But this that, clearly looks like your actually, ass. Yeah. No, but I mean, just, it just seemed like, okay, I guess she was wearing a thong or whatever. And listen, yeah. you guys know I love yoga. I love doing handstands. Like, I, I've been practicing for a long time now. And, and so I post some pictures, and I was excited to to post this picture. Never thought once about the pants <laughs> until the major- 95% of the comments were about uh-huh. me not wearing pants. Well, it's clear that you shave because there's no, <laughs> I mean, there's no discernible, there's no discernible bush or... 
genitals. It's very Barbie-like. You must, uh, you must have Barbie. had those removed. Yeah. The curtains were off that day. No, I, it's... Uh, now, here I can clear... If I had seen this picture, I would have clearly... I would have realized you would have had to be wearing pants. Hey, I thought but it was they're, cool. They're, they're very flesh-colored, Kathy. Yeah, yeah. Kathy, I thought it was cool that uh, Jace went surfing, too. Yeah, so Jace, Jace did a surf camp, which was awesome, uh, and he loved it. He he did a great job with it, and it was. I got some really cool pictures, and it was fun to... Uh, kind of see him do that. And then he also passed his black band test at our pool. It's like a big deal when oh. kids pass the test. Uh, they can go off Which the Which band? Board. The Temptations? <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, um, we were talking about it because there were so many things that like he accomplished over this vacation and that he was proud of. So, and that was what it was all yeah. about. So, you guys have a high dive? Uh, no, we don't have a high dive case. Oh, dude, stupid insurance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, people are getting rid of their high dives, man. Yeah. Because uh, that, that's great. Listen, that's a huge deal. You know, as a like art who did so many of those tests for yeah, little kids yeah. and being a kid that at one point had to pass one of those tests, that's a big, 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 big deal. Yeah, he was really, really excited about that. So When uh, you were showing up without any pants on, stop was it. he wearing <laughs> yeah, pants on? <laughs> My mother is very free. <laughs> well, I'm glad you took it at a different yes, pace. Yes, we did. We did. It works right. out better when you let him run your life. Yes. <laughs> Pretty All right. much. All right, who else? Who wants to share? for uh, two weeks as well. We, we left on Friday, the day, our last day of work, and then uh, got back on Saturday, and I went to three new national parks, which were phenomenal. I went to Yosemite. You, this King. is your, your, the focus of your, your trips over the past couple of trips yeah. have been last, going to all the, the national parks. Last three or four years. There, there are 61 national parks, official national parks in the uh, entire country, and uh, I'd like to get to all of them before I die. So which three did you do this time? I did uh, Yosemite, which I'd never been to yes, before. Yes, beautiful. Unbelievably beautiful. Yeah. Um, you might have the best pictures out of anybody on your Instagram your, now at your this Your girlfriend's point. a top-level yeah. photographer. Yeah. Uh, although I took some... I've learned from her uh, how to take better fic- uh, photos and, and <laughs> pictures. pictures. Uh, <laughs> I can't speak, but I can take uh, pictures. Uh, it's been off for a couple of weeks. It's been, yeah, it's My been camera's weeks. not taking good pictures. <laughs> Uh, but so yeah, uh, Yosemite was first, and then we did uh, Kings Canyon and Sequoia National Parks at the end, and then did um, the uh, Whitney Portal Road, which gets you up to about eight thousand, nine thousand feet uh, below Mount Whitney, and then uh, this place called the Alabama Hills. And uh, Steve, I brought this back for you, uh, Preston. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I wanted to ask Nick Fuller? about Yosemite and the um, <clears throat> crowds. Great question. Don't go to Yosemite on a Saturday in the summer. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. There are three main parts of Yosemite. The first is uh, Yosemite Valley, and that's where El Cap is, where uh, Alex Honnold uh, climbed in, in free solo. There's, and then there's Half Dome as well. And um, it just gets packed in the summertime, and we literally hit traffic jams. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we were stopped. That just would suck if and- you're out in... As nature. rural as you can get yeah. in nature, and you're stuck in a traffic jam. And it's it, listen um, to Kathy's point. Like we were, we were calm. I wasn't angry. I didn't get, I didn't get worked up about it. It was also the first day of vacation, so it was still, you know, it was, was stress free or whatever. So I dealt with it. But it is, it's, a, it's a little annoying. There's also this place called Hetch Hetchy, which is, uh, there's a dam there now, it, but it used to rival the Yosemite Valley, and you could, um, you know, it has features that are like El Capitan and and, um, and uh, Half Dome. Uh, so we went there, and then there's uh, this place called Wawona and the Mariposa Grove, and there are sequoias there. So we we covered a lot of um, Yosemite National Park. We also went to uh, Tuolumne Meadows, and that's uh, the only road that goes entirely east-west through the entire park. And we drove out that, went to the eastern side of the Sierra, uh, went to this place called Onion Valley, camped there, and then hiked from Onion Valley up to um, Kearsarge Pass. 
This is one of the best hikes I've ever done in my life. It's one of the best nights of camping I've ever had in my life. It was unbelievably beautiful. There was nobody there. We uh, we hiked in, camped, so we brought all our gear, all our food, everything, um, and uh, stayed there for a few nights, and it was just unbelievably beautiful. It was just an incredible night of camping, so um, I loved going there. And then, so from there, we went east uh, and then south again, and we went to this place, Steve, that really reminded me of you. It's called uh, Alabama Hills. Uh, and it's in sort of the foothills below Mount Whitney. Right. They they have shot tons of movies there over the years. A lot of old Hollywood westerns. And so I brought this back for you. Oh, cool. Thanks. It, and and we you know I can and can show you off air or whatever. But it was so neat because Rawhide, Lone, um, the Lone Ranger, Hopalong Cassidy, How the West Was Won, High Sierra, like all these. Constant class- Gardner. Constant Gardner. Yeah. Uh, uh, Schindler's List. <laughs> Pearl Harbor. All of those. Yeah. Uh, Twelve Angry Men. <laughs> yeah. Philadelphia. Philadelphia was shot 2001 there. 2001 A Space Odyssey. 2001 right. A Space Odyssey. Yep. Uh, Star Wars. Good Burger. Um, no, but it was it was really neat place to, to go. and to Baby's see. Day Out. <laughs> Baby's no, Day Out. When you, when you go to a place like that, and I, I've had, thankfully in my life, I've had the occasion where you go and you see something that is nature, but you've seen it yeah. in so many movies. There are a series of boulders that are just outside of of L.A. where the, the, the Hollywood... Uh, you know, community has shot so many, you know, uh, westerns. You would you would recognize this configuration of boulders they used constantly. But when you see them, it's like they're like stars. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And you're out in the middle. I know of, that boulder. Right. And you're out yeah. in the middle of nature, and and there's this uh, huge museum to all the movies that were made yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, like, that's to, awesome. To, to the Hollywood of, of yesteryear. So that was really cool. And then we went south again, uh, did Sequoia and Kings Canyon, which were two national parks that I'd never been to before. I'd never been to the Sierra Nevada. And if you're interested mm-hmm. in going to California, it's just it's it's really. It's such a vast state. I mean, Preston, you talked about Hawaii being your your happy place. Uh, California might be mine, but you can go from the Sierra Nevada to the beach in the day. You can go to the desert. You can go swimming. You can. And there's so many options and so many things to do and see. Um, and we covered a lot of ground. And then I have uh, friends and family who live in Los Angeles, and we ended our trip there and went to Manhattan Beach and stayed at the Inn of Playa del Rey, which is uh, just this incredible place. And um, and then flew home on Saturday, so we were back Saturday night. But man, it was it was a great two weeks. Nice, it was really cool. Yeah, That's and awesome. and Sequoia and Kings Canyon um, have the, the biggest trees in the world. Not not the tallest, and not necessarily the widest, but some of the biggest trees you will ever see. And uh, the, it, it's without sounding trite or or commonplace. You walk among these giants, and you can't help but feel humbled. They they are a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand years old. They yeah. almost look like they can't be real. Well, yeah, Preston. You were, again, aren't. you were talking about uh, Kauai and looking around and seeing this. This isn't real. This is fake. You know, it's like it looks like Endor. It looks like yeah. Return of the Jedi. And yeah. that's how massive and how impressive they are. Wow. Yeah, it was really cool. It was a great trip. Excellent. All right. Well, let's. Uh, we're doing vacay recap. And uh, Casey went out west. I did. As well, yeah. I was able to squeeze a lot into a little bit of a time, so I I flew out into Vegas on Sunday the 14th, and then I toured uh, a little bit of the Grand Canyon on Monday, Zion National Park on Tuesday, and then Bryce Canyon National Park on uh, Wednesday. So, um, yeah, and and the other thing is, like, listen, if you're ever thinking about doing it, you're looking at the pictures, and you're like, wow, this is amazing. I'm just telling you. First hand pictures don't do any of it justice. Yeah. None of it do. You know, they're beautiful. Yeah. You can do whatever you want with the composition or whatever. But unless you're there soaking it in with your own two eyeballs, it, you know, no pictures yeah. do it any justice whatsoever. I, I agree. We were taking pictures of Waimea Canyon, and I'm like, these. It just doesn't. You know. Yeah. I can show people these, but until you see the actual depth and mm-hmm. sizes, yeah, 
it's you have to see that in person. And I probably would have done my trip a little bit differently in like in the sense that we did Bryce Canyon last. Uh, had I, you know, if, if I'm going to make a recommendation to anybody, if you're going to do Bryce Zion Grand Canyon, do Bryce first because um, the other. Big. Yeah, the other two are way more grand on a grander scale. So right. when you get the price after you've stared and it walked sucks. into the Grand Canyon, it doesn't suck. But you're like, oh, this, is, this, this sucks. sucks. <laughs> Stupid Canyon sucks. This is cute. Um, oh, look at these look at these hoodoos. Aw. <laughs> but it's one road in and yes. one road out. And yes. Yeah, sucks. The other ones are much more vast and yeah. impressive. So we actually, uh, my, my cousin Georgie well, good and I, my cousin Georgie and I went. Um, we, you know, flew into Vegas. We set up camp in Kanab, Utah. So that's like southern Utah. It's like two minutes from the Arizona border, and that's where we set up camp. And then we hired this guy named Nick, by the way, uh, to piggyback you in. To piggyback <laughs> us in. Uh, no, Nick was from the Kanab Tour Company, and so we hired him to just show us around, which was like money well spent because. He knew everything and all the back roads. And so you talk about one road in and one road out for Bryce. We went a different road, Nick. Oh. And we went through. A road like, less traveled. Wait, dude, it was like rocky. Huh. Not like Balboa, but yeah. like actual <laughs> rocks. Um, yeah. Every day you three the members of my tour. He got a road no one knows about because um, it doesn't exist. Okay. It was uh, it was uh, like we went through ranches and stuff like that, and then uh, up to like the back entrance of Bryce Canyon. Okay, we, we... <laughs> so you avoided some crowds, definitely. Uh, swam in an alpine lake. Uh, it was just like we one of those. to a bear. Well, no, I mean that that the coolest part was like we were just <laughs> driving past a lake. And we're like, oh, what is that? Can we go swimming? And he's like, uh, yeah, let's go. Yep. And so we just hopped around. That's Love cool. That's cool. To have that yeah. kind of latitude. Yeah. Uh, found the rope swings, you know, swung into the lake. Killed a hitchhiker. Killed a hitchhiker. Uh... Buried him in the lake, dude. <laughs> any pictures of you Ate swimming him. in the lake? Um, there is a, there's a video bit. somewhere of me. Do you have any bare-ass shots like Kathy has? <laughs> well, yes. yes As a matter does. of fact. No. but in, I don't think I have the video because it was it was taken on my uh, on Nick's camera. Um, but when I swung into the lake, my pants came down. It was like <laughs> half, half of my ass cracked. And I but I tied my bathing suit. <laughs> I don't know why or how that happened, but right. uh, but that's it's considered an alpine lake because it's uh, above seven thousand feet or something like that. I don't know, dude. Listen, when it comes to me, if you're going to teach me stuff along the way. Don't waste your breath. I'm not paying attention. All right, I'm just looking at things. You looking at bugs? <laughs> hey, how were the I'm uh, at bugs? How were the crowds in Zion? The so when you were mentioning the crowds where you were, I'm sure they're going to head to where Zion went, which is uh, there's now just a bus that goes through the park. The shuttle, right? Yeah. yeah. So they have a shuttle. Zion they, shuttle. Yeah. So they essentially have like nine different shuttle stations and all that sort of stuff. You have to park outside the park. Got to park outside the park, and it actually works out better that way. The only bummer of that crazy is there is a giant tunnel that goes through like one of the mountains there, and if a tour bus or anything that's oversized is going through this tunnel, they have to shut it down, and then you got to wait for you know whatever to to because there's not enough room in the tunnel for you know uh, both sets of vehicles to go through. So uh, so we got held up there on the way out but um i'll tell you what the shuttle system was awesome you know we parked we got there early because we also because we uh ended up hiking angel's landing so angel's landing is just a giant rock and there's so many places you guys are talking about here. yeah different, uh, different trails and well, parks Steve and streets is, and you, you met rocky you was as a hiker would yeah. love angel's landing it was i mean it's just a, it's just a giant cliff that you walk up 
Um, and it was very difficult for me, not as hard as Mount Washington was, was last year, but I'm out of shape. But uh, you just, you know, you go all the way up and then you get to a point where it's not just like constant switchbacks. Now you're at a point where it's like just a sheer cliff. Right. And you've got to. Were you climbing up with the sheer rock face? And you're going, no, but you, you, you have to use these chains to get to the top. Ah. Um, if you slip and fall, that's it. You're, you're done. Dead? Yeah, you're dead. Do they, do they warrant? Do they tell you that ahead of time? No doubt. No doubt. So I've, I've heard that um, because of the crowds there, that they're going to probably move forward with like a permitting system for. They might training. have to. They might have to because I, listen, heights don't do anything for me. I, I, I'm not afraid of heights, um, so I had no problems going up or down. My cousin took a video. It's up on my Instagram page. Uh, I'm not the one holding the camera here, so people are like, you don't do that. That's dangerous. Well, you can yell at my cousin because I didn't do that. Um, Which I thought. What, what picture are we talking about that caused this consternation here? Uh, it's not a picture. It's a video. But okay. um, I thought the video made it look way more scarier than I thought it really was. Uh, when I, I watched the video, I go, oh, wow. Man, that's a long way down. That is a really long way down. But the problem here, Steve, is there's only once you get to the chain part, there's only one way up and one way down. So if, if there are a whole bunch of people coming down... Uh, you need to make room for them, and there's not a whole lot of room to be made for these, you know, people coming Bastards. down or, or going back up. But like I said, it didn't it, it didn't really bother me all that much. But once you got up there, it was pretty great. It well, was pretty awesome. It sounds awesome. It looks awesome. Yeah, and uh, listen, a very healthy trip to take. Yeah, you're exercising the whole time. Yeah, so and killing hitchhikers. You can actually use our our social media posts from this to, if you have vacation or if you want some ideas of what to check out. I mean, it's well, right there. Don't use mine, yeah. <laughs> not Steve's, but yeah, everybody yeah, else. Yeah. But we all we all like talking about it. I mean, I, I think yeah. we like learning from one another. You know, we we learn from listeners, and listeners can learn from us. And I think it's a cool resource. Where's yeah. the best place to go and not wear pants? Obviously, Montauk. <laughs> Montauk. Yeah, Montauk. Listen, though, I do love talking about Montauk. It's one of my places where when I go there, I feel like I'm at home. And uh, actually, Natalie from one of our uh, the other stations in our cluster is there right now. And I was like, you didn't tell me you were going. Do you need any suggestions? Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I can always offer that. No, but I'm you know what? good, sweetie. <laughs> I wear pants when I go. <laughs> Steve, though, I know you keep joking, but staying home and I hope you relax because that's like... That I ended was up big... working. I, 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 and, <laughs> but we Did still you enjoy more... your pool? It was nice. It was nice. My oh, wife enjoyed go. it. Uh, you know, that's it's something she has always wanted, and yeah. we f- finally got one, and and so she was she was thrilled. So it was it was good. One final quick note is our final day was uh, Thursday, and we had all day because we had a late flight. So we ended up going to Lake Mead, and we rent Ooh. we we went to go rent wave runners. Yeah, but the two people in front of us took the last two wave runners, so we ended up renting a sport boat. <laughs> I think I want to buy a sport boat. <laughs> Dude, that was so much fun. I've always like not been a, like a big fan of boats and stuff like that. Because of the whole water element. Because of the whole water <laughs> element. No, I don't want to go out into the ocean, right? Right. Because um, the sharks can find you. Yes, and there aren't Which... as many sharks in the bay. But I'm telling you, the boat, the sport boat, I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to be a you boat might, guy. You might be a lake <laughs> guy Yeah, is the deal. It's just way different. You can take a smaller, powerful boat out. Yeah. Onto a lake and really open it up and have fun and not have to worry about the choppy choppiness of the ocean. Right, right. And you might be a lake guy. Unfortunately, there's not a ton of lakes around here to, to go. Well, Wildwood has, like, their bays aren't, like, really, really big and, like, choppy and all that sort of stuff. In fact, there's a place they call Sunset Lake in Wildwood that, that I would take the boat there. Okay. Yeah. All right. I might be a boat guy. All right. All right. Fair enough. And Woo! you can run drugs. Uh, no. So, Steve, stay at home. We got to take a break. Yes, oh, it's right. been, it's going on. on. Just, I stayed at home and I did a few things. All right. And uh, Marissa stayed home. <laughs> yeah. And she did something. She went to Lancaster yeah. a lot.
Spent a lot of time. Oh, your microphone doesn't work in there. Yeah, I actually got so bored that I went out and got another job oh. for the two weeks. Congratulations. <laughs> I, uh, I started bartending and uh, bus backing. Uh, my boyfriend actually opened up a tap room out in Chester. So I was oh. working there during the union games. Chester, PA? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right around the corner from the union stadium. Okay. So you did that? Yeah, literally. I was behind the bar. There's a great post I'm going to share where I, um, a couple was just drinking beer, and they're like, oh, my God, and we got photobombed by the bartender. And I was nice. like, oh, that was me. <laughs> got real excited. <laughs> All right. Wait, you did something last night that you posted where it was like a model shot of you spinning around at a, at a uh, fashion show or something? Oh, that was from the Philly Style Party last week. Um, oh, that was last week. Yeah, it okay. Was, uh, their twentieth anniversary at the Kimmel Center. So Have I you guys just seen this? Got back no. to my photos. She looks like a million bucks. Oh, thank you, Nick. Yeah, it's but it's a really cool shot of you. It's it's literally like a model shot of you spinning around and um. Oh it, yeah, is she wearing pants. She is wearing pants. <laughs> oh, it's that three sixty camera. Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, it's the uh, right. That's the 360 camera that yeah, they have. Yeah, because Philly brought it out. It's like one of those things they do on like the e red carpet where you like spin around and. Well, it looks take awesome. The camera is circling around you. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So Thanks. Alex Holly posted one that was like that as well. Nice. It looks. You look great. All right. Well, listen. Uh, vacation out of our system. Back to work. That's uh, that's the message as of now. So, uh, if anybody wants any of the the things that I mentioned about my vacation. Uh, I'll post them online. You have Please a lot of do. suggestions. Yeah, the uh, you know the rack system you put up in your garage. In the garage. How to clean out. Yeah, yep, clean out. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We want to see all of that. And the uh, working on the sound. All right, coast. well, listen, we got to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. We're going to get to the beef file when we return. Also, our friend uh, Victor Fiorello from Philly Mag has what? some interesting information about our radio program to share with you. We'll be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Thrice. Everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. All right, I want to get right to these stories. Let's do the Bizarre File, friends. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by Dunkin'. This summer, enjoy Dunkin's new Hershey's Cookies and Cream or Heath-flavored coffees because everyone deserves a sweet escape from reality. Mm-hmm. Preston and Steve run on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Trademarks are used. Under license. Well, two bears throwing punches were caught on camera in a New Jersey town. Yeah. Rockaway residents uh, said that their town is no stranger to bears, but this was a first. Joseph Sedita was across the street when it happened. He said, I've never seen anything like that before. He captured video of the tussle from the safety of his car. He said, I only recorded for like a minute, but they were going at it for like seven or eight probably. They were making a lot of growling noises at each other. He said their growls were also captured by neighbor Karen Buccelli. That's a wild sound. Who watched the animals duke it out from her second floor deck. He said at first I thought they were just fooling around, but they were really fighting, growling, making noises, crashing into bushes. You want to hear it? Yeah. <laughs> She said, I thought they were going to knock into my neighbor's pool and damage it, so that's when I started yelling at them to stop. Was and it just a territorial brawl, or what was know. it over? Uh, surprisingly, the bears actually listened, and they broke it up. All right, sorry. Uh, Bocelli, yeah, they got to shake hands after that, right? Best of bros now. It's uh, funny. We were beating the piss out of each other, now we're going to go out to the hard rock. 
Uh, Buccelli says that uh, her neighbors were home at the time. Uh, Richard Mine Road is a very wooded area. Bear sightings are not uncommon. One of the neighbors said once it gets warm, they're, they're all over the place. Uh, and, oh, that's good. Yeah, they live. Uh, this person lives right across the street. But uh, while she missed this bear fight, she said she's seen her fair share of furry visitors. She said, I've seen them strolling up and down the street, and I've seen them getting into garbage, but I've never seen a bear fight like that. Hmm. Uh, so that they, sounds like an unsafe place to live, yeah, totally. where the bears stroll up and down the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, plates and furniture were reportedly used as weapons after a mass brawl broke out. On a British British cruise ship, six people were hurt as P&O's Britannia sailed to Southampton after a week-long trip to Norway's fjords. A Good Morning Britain journalist, Richard Gaysford, who was on board, said that he had been told the incident was sparked by a passenger taking offense at another holidaymaker dressed as a clown. <laughs> <laughs> That's what set him off? That's it. A, man a happy and, clown? A man and a woman in their 40s have been arrested on suspicion of assault. And a punch this guy in the face. Now, uh, Mr. Gaysford from Good Morning Britain said that he first became aware of the trouble when an emergency tenoy was made in the early hours of Friday for security staff to attend Britannia's 16th floor restaurant. He said, witnesses told me that they were so frightened they had to hide as family groups fought. Uh, the people suspected of being behind the violence were confined to a cabin for the last day of the cruise. Uh, he said the violence occurred after a black tie evening and an afternoon of patriotic partying on deck when large amounts of alcohol were consumed. He said one witness explained to staff that things kicked off when another passenger appeared dressed as a clown. This upset one of their party because they'd specifically booked a cruise with no fancy dress. No, uh, that's a costume oh, party. like a costume, okay. Yeah. So they, they specifically did not want any clowns, and he violated the clown code. And it just pissed and them that's off. that's it. Enough! It led to a this violent ridiculous. confrontation. A P&O cruise spokesperson on, said, Following an incident on, uh, on board Britannia on Thursday evening, we can confirm that all guests have now disembarked, and the matter is now in the hands of local police. Come on, Dan. The guy punched me right in the face. Police said its officers attended the ship uh, when it was uh, docked, and investigations are ongoing. So you, okay, so they're all wearing tuxedos. The one guy's in a clown suit. Yep. All right, and that's that's the whole focal, whole focus of this fight. Piss somebody off. Damn clown. All right, now this is weird. Okay, right. so listen to these words. The former assistant of Mother Teresa was killed in a bar brawl in the United <laughs> Kingdom. What? Wait, what? Teresa's assistant that's killed in a bar brawl. I brought this up. Yep. Mark Bloomfield died in a hospital Saturday from injuries sustained in the altercation outside of the Full Moon Pub in Wales three this days earlier. Mother Teresa's former bodyguard? No, it's his her, assistant? Her assistant. Yeah, the circumstance of the attack is unclear. Police said a 61-year-old man has been charged in connection with Bloomfield's death and two others uh, were arrested and released. Bloomfield's family said the former special assistant to Mother Teresa in Calcutta had believed in empowering others to help themselves and improve their circumstances. His family said that uh, he will continue to have an impact on others' lives as a registered organ donor. Isn't that weird? God almighty. Yeah. Literally. An Indiana woman reportedly showed up to a meeting with a probation officer wearing somebody else's dentures. (laughs) Oh, my God. According to the sheriff's office Facebook page, a woman reported her dentures stolen Monday and said Joan Childers had not only taken the teeth, but was also sporting the stolen smile. 
That, that same day, a deputy had a meeting with Childers in which he noticed that she was wearing dentures that were clearly not hers. I made an extra sloppy <laughs> On Wednesday, deputies located Childers at her home and spoke with her about the stolen teeth. While there, they were. These are my teeth. These are mine. While there. I don't think so, but they are. Uh. <laughs> While there, <laughs> while there, they reportedly spotted the dentures in question, easily identified by the victim's name written on them. <laughs> wow. Well, that indicts her. Childers is facing theft charges in the well, that, dentures. That name right there is not your name. And the dentures have been recovered, by the way. So, Wow. I mean, it's just disgusting to put someone else's dentures in your mouth. Yep. All right, and then one last story. Three yaks that... (laughs) Three yaks. I just love the way this starts. Three yaks. Three yaks that charged a hiker in Massachusetts. What? been recaptured. There are yaks in Massachusetts? Yakety yak. And animal animal control posted on Facebook that the yaks were caught Thursday morning. Just walking along and three yaks had charged at me. A hiker in the Bear Hole Reservoir Recreation Area was charged by three yaks about 8 p.m. on Wednesday. Are there wild yaks? Uh, no, they appeared docile, so someone approached within six feet. But then one put its head down and snorted and then charged. Oh, that's when all hell breaks loose. And then the other two joined in the chase. No one was hurt. Police say the yaks appear to have escaped from a farm in nearby Westfield. <laughs> a yak attack. Uh, they will be returned home. Uh, the horned animals can weigh up to 1,200 pounds and are native to Asia, by the way. so Not the woods of Massachusetts. Not the woods of Massachusetts. And there you go. That's what I have for you yak attack. in the bizarre file this morning. All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. Now, before I remind you, the rescheduled Preston and Steve Belly Flop Championship is coming up. It's going to be on the 15th, by the way, Thursday. Valley Forge uh, Beach Poolside Club at Valley Forge Casino Resort. It's back on. We apologize, but the weather was just, there was no way. We made the right call because that would have been a disaster. Yep, so uh, everybody's good to go, and uh, the top three in each division are going to get, obviously, there's a $500 cash prize for first place in both divisions, Uh, but we also have a case of Maniac Brewing Company's Belly Flop Cucumber Melon Goose Ale. What the hell is that? The ultimate belly flop beer. It sounds awesome. And also an overnight stay for two and a $100 dining credit from Valley Forge Casino Resort. So that's the the people that are there. And listen, it's free to go to the event. So just a heads up, mark it on your calendar. Thursday, August 15th. We would love to have you come out for that event. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. Our buddy Victor Fiorello from Philly Magazine to uh, tell us about something pretty cool. I will be back in just a moment with that. Stay with us. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We would like to welcome a friend to the program. Philadelphia Magazine has their Best of Philly 2019 issue out now. And we have editor extraordinaire, Mr. Victor Fierro. You guys rock. Thank you, sir. Good to see you, Victor. How are you? 
I am great, and it's so nice to be a friend of the station, as you called me, because so few people actually consider me a, a friend. friend. Really? <laughs> have you made a lot of enemies over the years in what you do? You know, uh, I have. It's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. Some some former guests on this show that shall remain nameless. Huh? Well, so as not to guilt you by association to them. Okay. There, there. Listen, it's a, it's a liability of what you do that sometimes, you know, if you're, if you're going to be a truth teller. You're I call him to, as I see him. You call him as you see him, and sometimes you incur the wrath of the people that you're seeing. Listen, if Damon Feldman wants to punch his girlfriend, you know, I'm going to report that. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. oh, sorry. God. Did I go there? Yeah. Wow. You just said no names. <laughs> wow. Like two seconds ago. <laughs> and then fully named him. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's a... Wait, are you associating us with him? Speaks well, he mind. used to be on the show, but my understanding is that he's not... On the show anymore, yes, right? Not right. Here. Which yes. is why I felt okay. Sam. You felt okay. All right. I it's not like talking. I'm trashing Dunkin' Donuts or anything. No, no. no. I love Dunkin' Donuts. Right. Thank yeah, you. that's how you play the game. You never do that. So, best of is one of the issues that everybody looks forward to every year. There's so much good stuff in there. We always say it's great. Uh, it's a great reference guide for all kinds of things like restaurants and things to do, activities and stuff like that. And you guys activities come up with some great things, but. There's something that you wanted to uh, to actually officially announce on the show. That's right. Uh, this year, uh, I think for the first time ever, the show has won Best of Philly, and I will say it's long overdue. Uh, you guys won the best reason to wake up for work oh, in the morning. Right. Yeah, this is our our first ever uh, Philly Mag Best of. Uh, title, I guess you could say. Yes. Once we stop making uh, hoagies, this is our best bet. Yeah. <laughs> In the radio division. No, this is really cool. Thank you. We appreciate the uh, the accolades. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. And and we fell under the fun and games category. It was really the only category because we used to do best Philadelphians, which is where you would have fit in this uh, year. Yeah. But instead of doing that section, we gave best uh, Philadelphians singular to gritty. Um, and then anything else came under different sections. So you guys okay. are fun and games. I mean, you, okay. you, you are. I mean, most of the things in that section are things that you would go out and do. Um, but we felt this was a, a good award for you guys. So we could still, I mean, you know, everybody is up for this award or for these awards every single year. You consider these things. So we could still win in the uh, Philadelphians section at some point. Absolutely. Okay, Absolutely. good. Now we have no prayer beating gritty, right? No, 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 no. But then, you know, they, they include a lot of people in there usually. So yeah, it's true. What the so, hell with them? Uh, well, that's cool, man. Thank you. It's a, it's an honor. I love uh, love the magazine. Have Thank you. loved it since I've lived here and yeah. uh, still go to it for all kinds of information. I'm looking at it this so cool. Preston. It, we narrowly beat out Damon Feldman. And that's really, <laughs> well, that's kind of upsetting. Uh, no, this this issue of Philadelphia Magazine is is the one, is the, the most anticipated one of the year, I, I feel. I don't know if, you know, on, on your side, if it's, if it's uh, you know, the same thing. But, you know, it's kind of like uh, uh, Sports Illustrated, that Swimsuit Edition. Yeah, this is exactly like this, this is. This is the ver- the Philly Magazine version well, of that. You use you do use it as a guide. No doubt. You do use it as a guide. You're saying is to Philly Mag as the swimsuit edition is to Sports Illustrated. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I like that. Okay. Yes. That's good. So, you can so, pleasure yourself to both. When <laughs> My when, kids are in the studio. I know, but you need to know. <laughs> when when things were less digital and more, you know, hands-on when you got the copy, and I would imagine this was your best-selling issue. This is still our best-selling issue. Is. Yeah. yeah. And this year, uh, for the first time ever, the entire issue is devoted to Best of Philly. So normally Best of Philly would be, say, 16 pages of the magazine or mm-hmm. whatever it would be. Uh, this is uh, the full from beginning to end. It's all winners, except the back page, which is losers. But but can you yeah. get the full issue online? No, right? 
You can get, uh, yes, if you go to Philly Mag slash Best of Philly or whatever that link would be. Um, everything you, is you, there? Everything is cataloged there. Now, I, I, I think that uh, people still love getting the print issue of the magazine. Because I do. It, yeah. it sits on your you know, coffee table throughout the year. You can refer to it. And yeah. then we do things in here like there's this amazing uh, photo spread of Gritty where we got Gritty in the room with the photographer. We dress Gritty up as Betsy Ross. We dress <laughs> Gritty up as Rocky. Um, Fresh Prince, huh? The Fresh Prince, Questlove. <laughs> and then maybe my all-time favorite is Gritty and the Fanatic doing Hall and Oates. Oh, yeah, I love it. Oh, that's You know, and, and we did post it online, but there's nothing quite like the full-size magazine photos, you know, on a photo piece Sure, like sure, And you yeah. can see our terrible picture. <laughs> Kathy's not a fan of the I picture. I, I think we look pretty good. Awful. Well, she doesn't. She's looking at her, Steve. I know that's always <laughs> yeah. the case. You yeah, made so, a joke during the photo shoot. We were here for an hour, and he put his hand on my head as a joke, and that's the stupid photo they use. <laughs> Awful. I think it captures the spirit of the show. No, it the pranky. You should have taken your pants off, Kathy. I mean, seriously, <laughs> yeah. I would rather be naked in that uh, issue than that picture. Wow. Next year. Next yeah. year. They don't know what to do next year. <laughs> just to, to do like your yoga shot with your ass hanging out. There, there are so many categories in here, Victor. When did you guys start putting this stuff together? We that really started six months ago, right? Right. Yeah. It, it was about that. Uh, we definitely had more lead time this year because it's the full issue. Um, so Is it, it's always going on at some point. You're always being solicited, I assume, by people who are interested in ending up in your list, right? Sure. Not, I mean, not that you. We, we hear all year people nominating themselves, right. people nominating their local pizzeria, and we kind of keep it on file. And then all of us are always going out and doing things. And so throughout the year, we keep a file of like, oh, I just went to Thirsty Dice Board Game Cafe. And right. that'll be a really good winner for, you know, next August. Right. I always uh, forget, and I think you've explained before, but what is the geographic area? Because it's not just Philly proper, right? Like you'll go out into the Burbs and cover Jersey. And, and where do you guys go to do Best of Philly? Yeah, I mean, if you look at the uh, winners, the vast majority are in uh, city limits. Okay. Uh, however, we feel, and we get a lot of criticism whenever we put an Ardmore restaurant, for instance, uh, in Best of Philly, because people say, hey, it's Best of Philly, not Best of Ardmore, which I think is just stupid because I live in Philadelphia, but I go to the Jersey Shore a lot. I go to yep. the main line a lot. I go to Del. I spent a lot of time in Delco. There we go. Much to Casey's uh, happiness. The hot dog stand in Delco is one of our winners. Uh, so I which feel, hot dog stand? The one uh, on McDade Boulevard. The hot dog stand, mm-hmm. right? I believe that's the. Yep. That's the actual name. The hot dog yeah. stand. The hot dog. Wow. Stand. Okay. Uh, so we go uh, out into the suburbs, just like I think a lot of our readers do, and it seems silly to me to limit it to no, Philadelphia it, zip codes. You make it a life experience to to people in and around Philadelphia, and this this this. So, but <laughs> the, the things that are all the, the, the nuance here, I love is. Like you have best style Instagrammer, uh, you know you have best vintage jewelry. So these are these are a little bit more um, select topics as opposed to just best cheesesteak and stuff like that. That's, so, that's absolutely right. Yeah. So there's a whole bunch to cull from, and then there's odd categories like. <laughs> I saw this one and I just had to laugh. Best brass instrument repair. Why in case it? you need a tube. Yes, what if you do? The only. You never know. You know, in parentheses, the only brass instrument repair. Uh, you know, I think there are a few guys around, but uh, I did. Uh, and in fact, we got criticism from 
somebody in uh, the city who owns some businesses who always likes to criticize our list because he never gets on to them. Um, and he said, you know, look, you've got best <laughs> knives and best brass <laughs> instrument repair, but you don't have best store where you can stock up on your Eagles gear for the season. He owns a store that... Well, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet you get a lot of that, though. Of oh, people, yeah. I've never been in there where you don't do this category. Right, and there... Gotta get annoying. The biggest thing that we get every year, and it's so frustrating. I mean, I don't know what happened 20 and 30 years ago with Philly Mag, but I've been working on Best of Philly for about 17 years now. Nobody's ever told me what to give Best of Philly to. Nobody's ever paid me to give Best of Philly to anybody. The biggest critique that we get is that, oh, you just pay to get in there. And I will say, and I'm not going to name any publications, but that's certainly true for other publications. Oh, we've heard stories. Oh, yeah. Um, However, you know, if you just look through this, the hot dog stand on McDade Boulevard. How much did the hot dog stand pay to win Best of <laughs> well, LA? Like, right. you know, uh, and most when, the when we were cutting majority... your check for, uh, <laughs> for our placement. I well, want my money listen, back. I, I will admit in, in a, a drunken evening last year. Oh, I no, did, you were one of them? I did. He complained. A, oh. I sent a really long text to. Well, it worked. To Victor because. <laughs> I saw some things that I just, I'm like, really? Seriously? Come on. 20 years we've been here and not once. And I, I did I did fire that off. <laughs> I wasn't going to mention that. But. Hey, Victor, how come you've never been an investor? Seriously, man. I think I replied with my Venmo account, right? (laughs) This is where you make the deposit. I had seen some names, and it was under uh, Philadelphians, uh, and and I was just like, Dear Preston, you'll end up in the list when we feature a tuber repair shop. (laughs) Touche. Yeah. But I, 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 I don't know. I had gotten an email from somebody who would like, you know, who had had suicidal thoughts, and they had, they had, you know, they said that we had helped them get past whatever issues they were having. And I'm like, that's kind of worthy of maybe being put in there, or at like least we get stuff t- like that all the time. What about the top doctors? Right, yeah. <laughs> that we could be. We in could that. have ended up in that. Sure, we're like doctors. Yeah, like yeah. Best therapist. Doctor this therapist. Therapist. Doctor. therapist. Oh, yes, I love this. You. Best plus size lingerie. Ooh. Seriously? Madeline yeah. Intimates. You can be underwire free. <laughs> Local maker, Maddie Flanagan's comfy, sexy, stretchy, yet supportive Barrett Brawlitz. Wow. Fit up to a 48.5 inch bust and come with matching panties. Wow. wow. A, I mean, come on. There's a whole plus size section in here, too. Ooh, plus like best size. plus size going out clothes. Best plus size custom made clothing. Best plus size budget friendly fashion. Absolutely, I completely. We're trying to be inclusive. Here's something I and they're a sponsor, but I I will, I will, I will sing their praises. Worldwide Stereo made best ticky home goods. That's very cool. How about this? Best clothes for big pups. Hefty hounds. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> you know, we only had 320 categories, and then we were like, we really need to get to 341. <laughs> right. All right. Best uh-huh. clothes for big dogs. <laughs> best tuba repair. Dogs. I love I asked I asked our uh, our, our interns to uh, to print me out the list. It's 65 pages. I it didn't is. realize. Yeah, 341 winners. Uh, one of our biggest lists ever. And like I said, it's the whole uh, magazine, which is nice because you get uh, to write a little more. It's not like just one-liners about everything. So I love to see, though, that yeah. they, uh, honestly, a lot of the advertisers on this show are featured in here, yeah. which is very cool. I want to ask you, though, because uh, you guys have fallen prey to the, the, the gritty love, as have I. Um, when you first saw Gritty, could you ever imagine the uh, the whirlwind uh, you know, of... 
fame that that he and love that he has received, not just in the city, but especially in the city, but all over. Yeah, it, it's insane. I think for me, the defining moment of his publicity was uh, I'm going to forget the name of the magazine, but it's a very well respected um, art magazine. Okay, uh, all about uh, art and uh, you know fine art and. Yes. Um, the sort of uh, scholastic end of advertising art and things like that. Very revered publication in that world, and Gritty was on the cover of that. And it was just like, <laughs> wait, what? Yeah. Well, it, the thing is that, and we've talked about this countless times. The first time he was unveiled, it was it was the video was sort of horrible and made him look like a like a serial killer, <laughs> and uh, with his big googly eyes. But then we we saw something there, and again, I'll say it: we we were quickly uh, defending him. And uh, now look at him. He's all over the freaking place. There was a video that was released while we were on vacation of him uh, uh, on the beach. It was hilarious. Yeah. I mean, he just, wherever you, whatever scenario, like your photo shoot, whatever you put him in, it ends up being pretty damn funny. Mm. Uh, I want to point out, uh, I was talking to Victor about this off air. They did a series of best outdoor uh, outdoor activities. Oh. Uh, but it's an outdoor activity for every month. Uh, all right. So okay. it's got one featured for January, February, March, and so on. That's pretty cool. Do you have July? Uh, and yeah. August. Hang on a second here. July's outdoor activity is Shakespeare in Clark Park, mm. which is a really good time. Lesbians yep. take over the bowl section of Clark Park for several days of edgy but family-friendly and free takes on the bard. Bring and it on. ended yesterday. A great advertisement. Son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, We're like, we finally got in there. Uh, August, it calls for Knobles Amusement Park. Now, that's, oh, yeah. that's a ways out there. Next year, so, I'll get the belly flop uh, championship yeah. in there. <laughs> it's just like Shakespeare in the park. <laughs> and then for September, Cape May Point State Park. So yeah, there's some cool things you may not have considered. Uh, October, Lynn Villa Orchard. Ooh. Hey. Well, you should let mazes. Kathy curate your uh, your right. activities, yeah. Yeah. your you holiday activities. You can pull from my list if you like. It's incredible. Awesome. She has all the best places to go pantsless. <laughs> <laughs> There's a picture of her that looks like she's not wearing pants. In case did you, you see it yet? <laughs> I did not, but it's funny you mentioned that because uh, my wife, who's in the studio, we just celebrated our 17th wedding anniversary. Oh, oh, congratulations. And when I put it on Facebook on Saturday, the photo I use is a photo from me and her back in the day at Bob and Barbara's. And I was wearing these gray zipper pants where they had zippers that went all the way up the sides. And in the photo, it looks like I'm not wearing pants because the zipper is all the way up and her hand is on my thigh. You could do yeah. a pantsless edition. Wow, Here's, that's that's quite a photo. Wow. Does, yes. Do you, you think see... it looks like I'm not wearing pants? <laughs> it's an awesome photo. <laughs> we'll use that one in Best of Filling yes. next year. <laughs> It'd be the cover of your next. <laughs> if you're just tuning in, it's Victor Fiorello from uh, Philly Mag is here, and they have their best of uh, issue that's out now. We happen to have won an award, best reason to wake up in the morning to go to work. Uh, and I'm looking at there's a whole section of kids and teens. You would like that, Kathy? For yes. Sure, oh, definitely. Jace. So it's everything from uh, places to take them to uh, places to get clothes. Abandon them. Or abandon them and leave <laughs> no. them and not yes. have to worry about it. Where are they going to be happy if I leave them there? Oh, I love that. Not leaving them. The, well, category, no. the actual oh category. God. Here's one called Best Nitpickers. Lice Doctors. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Preston, you have uh, first-hand experience. Yeah, we went the to entire The entire family had lice last year. Two times. Yeah. And, and I didn't know that there are lice uh, clinics that you can go to now, which we went to and took care of. There's one in Bucks County that we went to in Doylestown. So, Victor, which which category causes the most battling? I assume the standards we would assume here cheesesteak, all that crap, mm, right. all that standard Pizza. stuff. Is there one that we're unaware of that, that is a big point of contention around the office? 
I really think that the cheesesteak is always the big problem. Uh, so in the, the past few years, we've actually let the audience vote on their favorite cheesesteak because it just got kind of silly after so many years. Like, there's no new cheesesteak places typically. And no. There's so many to try. This year, we really um, have angered a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> really? Our, our best cheesesteak. Are you ready for it? Yeah. yeah. It's a salmon cheesesteak. Oh, come oh. on. I am down with this. It's not a cheesesteak. And then to add add insult to injury, there are two more cheesesteaks that won in different categories, like best ballpark food um, and best uh, bar food. And uh, they are both vegan cheesesteaks. Possible (laughs) cheesesteak ever in Citizens Bank. Yeah, the Questlove cheesesteak. And Uh then the one at Good Dog Bar on uh, 15th Street in Center City won for Troublemakers. If it doesn't have steak in it, you can't consider it a cheese steak, I don't think. Hey, listen, I'm not the food editor. Blah, yeah. right. <laughs> okay. All right. There's plenty to hate me for. Now, we do have worst <laughs> cheese steak in here. Uh, on the back page, we did the worst of Philly, and we did put the worst cheese steak in there. Uh, sorry, worst tourist cheese steak, because okay. we wanted to try all the sort of most popular cheese steaks, and then just determine which the worst possible all right. one was. What did you name? Uh, Gino's. Wow. Gino's, really? Uh, Okay. I mean, this was a very methodical, scientific study of all the tourist cheesesteaks in town, and Gino was at the bottom of the list. Well, listen, Mm -hmm. but on that level, it's all still subjective. So they're they're, they're, they're battalions of Gino's fans. And I will also say that they donate a lot of money to charity, and they're very good people. But we can't let that uh, cloud your 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 vitriol. I still, to this day, like, you know, if somebody is, is visiting the city, I say... Go to Pats and Geno's. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and if, leave and, me alone. And if you're, if there's two of you, get one of each, and then cut it in half, yeah. and then you can eat have half of each because that that to me is like quintessential Philadelphia. Cheese I agree, stuff. and yeah. it just it looks cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, you yeah, got yeah. all the, the neon and everybody mm-hmm. standing outside. It's you know, it's the experience. I, I would say though that at a certain point, I'd love to recruit some new things to tell people. Uh, you know, the, the standards, the yeah. cheesesteak, the Rocky statue, the Liberty Bell, blah 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 blah. blah. It, it, what's the up-and-comer? What will be the legendary thing that we'll be able to tell people to check out when they come to Philadelphia? You guys have your fingers on the proverbial pulse. What's the what's the up-and-comer thing that will be the first thing we can bark out when people say, what should I check out in Philadelphia? Oh, man. I say I put this on you. Ah, uh, this is unfair. Yes. Uh, I would say consult the 341 winners <laughs> in our <laughs> new best affiliate issue. That's a very clever ploy. I've only had one coffee this morning. Come what on. about the piers? Like, uh, you know, the, the, yeah. new, the, the waterfront development, I think, is a pretty impressive thing. You know, thank you for answering the question for me. Uh, this got me on the right train of thought. It's really amazing in the last 10 years what has become of our waterfront. Yeah. Um, it used to be just awful, and people would say, how does Baltimore have, you know, a 20 times better waterfront than you do? And I think Baltimore still has a lot of options. Uh, on us, but um, really with Cherry Street Pier and the Winterfest and the Summerfest and it's the new fishing there. pier down past yeah. Walmart, they have amazing plans for uh, the waterfront. And on the, the Schuylkill, too. Years. I mean, the, the path yeah. along the Schuylkill is great. There's that new uh, Fittler Club that's uh, right, uh, looks across the river towards 33 Station. I mean, there's some really cool Fittler? spots. That was Hitler's nicer brother. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fittler? Named after Fittler, Fittler Square. Oh. 
uh, which is a square in Philadelphia, and there's oh. this there's this new club that's called the Fittler Club, and it's it looks out on the Schuylkill River. It's gorgeous, and um, it's like this boutique club, and it's I'm got from there. It's you have fan, to be a member. Yeah, yeah and uh, I'm, uh, it's a it's a great place. But anyway, it's along the waterfront as well, and so um, there are places like that that are springing up in Philadelphia where there weren't those before. Do you know what's really that's cool true. is that the plan along the the the, uh, the river there uh, is to have that that park system every half mile. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a different park, a different thematic park which i think is a great idea that'll help bring things around as well mm-hmm. yeah they're doing a great job with uh both riverfronts i think schuylkill and delaware yeah. i mean when i was coming up and it was like 21 22 delaware avenue was the nightclub place egypt and maui and you know you just you know chrome and all these other places <laughs> and uh and and it, it left a lot to be desired it was just a sort of a place to go out to like two three in the morning and I, you know, I, I like it to be more of a pedestrian sort of place where you right. can, you know, pop into a shop. Yeah, absolutely. Pop. You know, I think it's going to come around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like that idea. What about best band uh, that has a lead singer, uh, <laughs> cross-dressing lead singer that sings War Pigs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think this is where you're letting me plug my band's yes! upcoming show. <laughs> Victor sent me a video of his band playing a show, and the lead singer was dressed as, I don't know, the Statue of Liberty or something like that. That's right. And singing War Pigs. Yes. Awesome. And it was awesome. I loved it. So my band is called the Martha Graham Cracker Cabaret. Uh, we just celebrated our like 14th that. anniversary in Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, we sell out places like the TLA, the Trocadero, uh, but we're making our big Atlantic City debut this Friday. Mm. Uh, we're going to be at the Music Box at the Borgata. No so kidding. It's oh, that's a of, big room. It's a big room. It's going to be fun to play on the same stage as you know, Chris Cornell played there, yeah. Fiona Apple played there, yeah. uh, Janelle Monet, lots of great people like that. So we're going to do our thing. My lead singer is a drag queen named Martha Graham Cracker, who has a voice of gold, um, and uh, it's live rock band behind her. So um, most drag shows are, you know, somebody lip syncing to a recording of Madonna or what have you. This is actually like a live rock concert uh, with a lead singer who is a man who happens to be dressed as a woman. And your musical repertoire all over the place, or is it focused? It's very much all over the place. So uh, we do some Prince, we do some Black Sabbath, we do some Madonna, but we also do... Uh, you know, Joni Mitchell. Uh, we do more recent stuff like Pink. Um, trying to remember our... Vi- we have like 250 songs in our repertoire. But, I mean, my favorite would have to be the Black Sabbath War Pigs just because <laughs> you do not expect a drag queen to come out and belt War Pigs. Yeah. Know? And no, she absolutely. really belts it. She's an, she even has a hair, uh, air raid siren for the be- you know, yes. siren at the beginning. It's she great. cranks an air raid siren. It's pretty yeah. amazing. So that's this Friday uh, in the music box at the Borgata, our first time ever Martha Graham Cracker at the Jersey Shore. <laughs> hey, you were looking for something different to do, and yeah. there it is for you right there. How often do you guys play? I mean, we play at least uh, once a month, um, usually two to three gigs a month, sort of in different areas. Like we just did two shows, uh, sold out shows at Joe's Pub in uh, New York. Your guitar? Uh, I'm keyboards. Keyboards. And, uh, I manage the band, and I'm the keyboard player. You're the manager. You're the Ruben Kincaid of the. Uh, That's right. <laughs> yeah. The whole nice. deal. Very cool, man. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, good luck, man. Have thank have, you uh, in Atlantic City. That'll be awesome. Well, listen. Thank you for the. There you go. Thank you for the honor of yes. uh, of, uh, of us being in uh, Philadelphia Mag Best of Filling. Well uh, deserved. First well time deserved. ever. Thank you very much. We appreciate that, and uh, we relish the uh, uh, <clears throat> the whole. 
thought of it. So it's it's awesome. Cool. We're in the same year that has the uh, tuba repair shop. Yeah, so, I know. Yeah, it's about time that happened for both of us. <laughs> and thanks for not bringing up boners in front of my kids who are in the studio. <laughs> you just did, bro. <laughs> we were sitting we out to. in the lobby, and I was like, oh, geez. Uh, yes, well, you know what pleasure. you brought them to. All right, it is out now, the best of Philly edition of Philadelphia Magazine. Victor Fiorella. Yeah. Thank you. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Greta Van Fleet. Mark Morton with Chester Bennington. Glorious Sun. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Hey, I'm still uh, just, it's so wild thinking about this 16-year-old kid yeah. from Pottstown who won $3 million playing the Fortnite, won the, the first Fortnite World Cup which was at Arthur Ashe Stadium in New York City, by yeah, the way. Yeah, which is a, an impressive stadium, and, and I guess they turned it into an e-sports facility. I guess so. And uh, Jesus Christ, $3 million. And the guy, the kid, is a kid, plays yeah. 8 to 10 hours a day. But as you said earlier, Preston, it's going to be harder to dissuade kids in your life yeah. to put down the Fortnite. Kyle Gearsdorf is his name. Uh, I'm sure somebody listening probably knows him. Uh, but his uh, his game name is uh, his game handle or tag or whatever you call it is Booga, 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 and he isn't the only millionaire. On Saturday, uh, Emily Burquist Peterson, a 16 year old from Norway, known as Nyrox, uh, and Austria's David Wang, a 17 year old who used the handle Aqua, won the Fortnite World Cup Duo Championship, beating 50 teams, and they shared a three million dollar prize as well. It's just some heavy. I mean, you. So, what does like a a woman, a, a professional female golfer make at the end of if it, to win a tournament? Oh, not that. No not way. three million dollars, right? Close. Yeah, yeah. That's... What, what, what was what would what did Tiger Woods make for his win? His last win. How much is that? I'm, I don't know the PGA uh, payouts. I, it, it depends on. It's the not event. three million, it, no, right? No, it could be over a million dollars, yeah. but it's usually not three million. So no. he made three million. Well, yeah. who's paying? This money, where, I where assume the, money the, the game developers and the game. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's that's actually a good question, but I assume it's it has to be the gaming companies, right? Man, this this came out of. I, I mean, I know it's been a thing for a while now, but it just it got to this level somehow or another without it being on my radar. You know, I, I found out within the past year or so that big money was going to be had, but three million bucks. <laughs> so I, I like damn. I just started playing a new uh, Wolfenstein game, you know, so that's a whole series and you get to kill Nazis. It's always a lot of fun. But, uh, you know, Fortnite to me is not all that fun a game. It's okay, you know, I mean, but talk about addiction level. And at one point, what, six months ago, it had the largest amount of people in the world playing the game at once. Something like 46 million people. Marissa? So last week I went to an event at, uh, it's called Localhost, which is the place that Nerd Street Gamers is at in Northern Liberties. And I went uh, because Ryan Howard is now an investor in this stuff. And he's behind it. So he was there and there was a big uh, tournament with the union and and him and some players. um, Oh, it was a FIFA tournament. Is that what that was? Okay. FIFA's a huge game. And the place was packed and then like two rounds (laughs) in, it kind of like disappeared and we realized that everybody had just left to go play Fortnite. So they were at 
an event watching video games, and then that wasn't as entertaining. So they walked into the other room to start playing individually yeah. on the computers. There I mean, go. it's crazy. It's, it's like $2.50 an hour to play. So you can play in a public community. Um, it's really affordable, uh, but you're playing an individual game in a public <coughs> setting. I don't know. It's just, it's just really fun to, 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 to comprehend and to watch. It'll be watch to see how this dynamic progresses because, as Nick yeah. Murphy pointed out, you have, you have a, this whole the whole concept of video games, you can sit on your couch and do it. And you have, you know, a lot of very antisocial people or people who are not socially adept a lot of times getting together in these, right. in these big tournaments. Yeah. You my, know, my, uh, my son was uh, all over this tournament. He had told me about it. He showed me about it and was talking about it and all that sort of stuff. And, and if he's not playing Fortnite, he's like watching people play Fortnite. On their YouTube channels and, you know, all of that sort of stuff. He's like, you know, super duper into this. Uh, there was a there was another big event on Fortnite last week, I want to say it happened, uh, where a, a monster fought a robot. It was kind of like uh, <laughs> last year there was a big marshmallow concert that happened within the game. and it They was- have these weird things that yeah. happen with... It within was, the game. It is kind of neat. Uh, yeah. you know. They tied into um, Avengers really well. I mean, they got Thanos involved in, in Fortnite this year. So there's these marketing uh, ploys that work because they cross platforms. Well, they sell skins that way. Absolutely. Yeah, and so. all of that stuff works. So you can, you know, your Fortnite character can be wearing Thanos' glove. And then so, you you know, the cross promotion is genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this kid won $3 million <laughs> freaking dollars. Well, it was, what would you have done with $3 million at oh the age my of 16? God. I would have bought a rocket ship or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, How much pot? A rocket ship? <laughs> Just something that you can't buy. Yeah. Right? You, know I mean? you bought Preston, he bought a rocket. <laughs> he bought a Saturn V rocket. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. $3 million. $3 million. Uh, at 16. Dude. And, I then, gotta... and then all you have to do is just do some... Some conservative investing. Yeah. yeah. And you don't have to work a day in your life if so, you're a 16 year old with $3 million. You could tax half, right? Yeah, roughly. Well, yeah. That's half, still $1.5 yeah. Still. Yeah. That's still a chunk of change. Well, I can tell you without a doubt, the coolest thing that I owned at 16 years old was a pair of Reebok pump sneakers. And they cost $3 million. <laughs> <laughs> And they were expensive, and that was that was a big deal for me at 16 years old. If you're a millionaire at 16, does that up your ability to get laid? I think it does. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I would think so. Wow. Okay, interesting. Actually, I have some junk drawer items, oh, too. That uh, was one of them. I'm sorry. Our uh, first to... uh, post-vacation junk yeah, drawer. Yeah, yeah, I think so. With a little uh, bit of Hawaiian flair. Let me rustle around in here. I can find. Uh, Radnor Township. Is banning people from planting new bamboo plants? Yes, they uh, are. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah, is this is this the is this the junk drawer? Is this your other character, your city beat? Oh, the city beat. No, I've, I've, All right, I've junk got. Dr- I, All right. I do. A, I do have some regional things. Well, I guess you know that first item was regional because the kids from Pottstown. Yeah, so. I'm just saying, just back to back stories that are okay. local, and I just I'm, I'm a little conflicted here as to what exactly okay. we're doing. I, I can do this. I can I can make this work. Okay, so we're, we're back on the city beat now. Do you have a? Uh, I'm getting there. I'm after you up, aren't I? Okay. Well, while, while you're looking for that, this is big yeah. news in, in my neck of the woods because uh, several of my neighbors have bamboo in their backyard. And uh, they have it for a variety of reasons, but because it's so invasive, it's not allowed to be planted anymore. While in Hawaii, when we were in Kauai, I saw the largest bamboo plants I've ever seen. I mean, easily 
50 feet tall, maybe wow. more. I mean, just Jesus. gigantic, you know, huge. They just went on forever. I, t- I took pictures. I'll show you guys in a little while. And it can be really pretty. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it gets out of control. And uh, it says here that uh, people that already have planted bamboo must maintain them in their own yards and keep the invasive plants from spreading. But you can no longer plant new bamboo plants. Well, on the Wissahickon Trail, I told you this. It's crazy. I actually bought a machete at one point. You remember that cool machete I bought? Yeah. I bought it to cut through bamboo on part of the trail that had it had overgrown my favorite part of the trail. A man had to take action. And, and I was that man. You did the right thing. And I cut through that. But you know what? It grows back so quickly. It's just, it's incredibly resilient. Yeah, it's fast it's, growing. It's, it's fully um, vital throughout the dead of winter. Yeah. So when you're walking through a bitter frost, it's there just bambooing away. Well, it helps with noise reduction, too. So people will plant it in their yards if they're near streets or, or highways or whatever because it like the, it grows so thick. Uh, like the, the individual stalks will grow close together. That's so why it, people couldn't hear me screaming as I was chopping right. away at the bamboo. Yeah. When I lived on my circle a few years back, my neighbor behind uh, my, my neighbor a couple doors down, his neighbor behind him had bamboo. And the bamboo just kept growing and growing and growing into his yard. Yep. Oh, you and can't. Then, you can't stop it. My, my, you can't. Well, here's the deal. He had to hire somebody. It was a Chester County bamboo, Mister Bamboo. But, I, and I feel like that Doctor Bamboo. That sucks that he had to pay for it himself to get it removed from his yard. Doctor Bamboo, you got a problem with bamboo? <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so case my neighbor had to use a backhoe. Had to bring in a, an actual backhoe to get down as far as he could with the roots to get them out. By the way, bamboo is one of those words. If you keep saying it, it sounds funnier the more you say it, and, and almost <laughs> ceases to lose meaning. Bam- yes. Bamboo. 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 <laughs> By the way, okay, so this is for obviously we're on the radio, but I have a picture here. So that's. Whoa! I, I put a Looks person, like trees. Yeah, but look at this. That's oh how big God. they got. So I, I put a person in the picture just to give you perspective <laughs> on how big these bamboo plants got. They, they were easily, like I said, like 50 feet tall. So. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and somebody, a few people are texting in saying that, uh, here, bamboo has been illegal in Havertown for quite a while now. It uh, also attracts panda bears. So there must be some other locations as well that just don't allow you to plant it any longer. So if you're in uh, Radnor Township, uh, bamboo is now <laughs> illegal. Is uh, Bill Wesson's blow dart gun, is that bamboo? Yes. What happened? <laughs> he said the word Bill Weston's blow, and I thought another oh. word besides mm-hmm. gun was Bill Weston's blow dart gun yeah. is made of bamboo. Uh, bamboo actually is good for blow dart guns. Is it made? Of, I thought it was a, a metal. No. Mm. Oh, he had one that was metal, and he has, I believe he has one that's bamboo. He has a variety of blow dart guns. Well, any program director worth his salt has multiple <laughs> blow dart guns. <laughs> All right. It's the oldest thing in the, in, you know, the it, it, back in the early days of the 50s, the beginning of radio, Preston, is, you know, spinning the, the hot tracks and firing uh, your bamboo guns. John knows a way to, why does it say sucks? <laughs> His name switched. John <laughs> knows a good way to get rid of bamboo. Hey, John, good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Hey, Woo! thanks, man. What's up? So I read an article a while ago about getting rid of bamboo. And in, like, the, the center of the patch, you know, of, like, your bamboo forest or whatever it is. In the bamboo forest. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a mother. There's, like, the main plant that started. 
and that actually feeds the other ones. So if you kill that mother, you can kill off a. a you bamboo. kill that mother. <laughs> you kill that mother bamboo plant. So you're saying there is like wow. in aliens when they discover the queen alien mm-hmm. that is sort of overseeing the other aliens. So you're saying you can go to uh, and the edge of tomorrow. There's like like right. There's right. a feeder bamboo, yeah. a mother bamboo plant. You kill that, the other bamboo will die. The omega. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I don't know if it's a if it's a water thing, like how they they get water to grow, but mainly the the main plant is the one that initially gives nutrients to the other ones. How do you find it? How do you know which one the mother is? Look for the one wearing that. curlers. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I don't know. You would have to find a random article that I okay. So, Look for the bamboo plant wearing mom jeans. Thanks, John. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, I'll go next to Chris. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Hey! hey! <laughs> nice pitch. Hey! What's up? So we just moved in May to this house. Uh, actually, right across the street from Chuck. Shout uh, out Chuck. He's a good neighbor. Um, so <laughs> good Chuck, 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 you know, Chuck, Chuck. Uh, our neighbor... Um, has these giant bamboos, and we moved in. We're like, oh, this is awesome. We've never seen bamboos. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Let me tell you, mm-hmm. we have a chain link fence that goes with our neighbor, and the bamboo grows through the chain link fence sideways, like little spears coming out. So when I'm trying to mow the lawn, I got to dodge all these like gi- giant javelins, like Indiana Jones. Like, it's like bungee sticks, to, yeah, right? Yeah. It's like the old, the old Viet Cong trick. Yeah, it's, it's insane. I gotta find this mother plant. You know, this I, mother yeah. plant. <laughs> this mother plant. I gotta find her. Interesting. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate oh, it. Honestly, how would you? Because to me, I've seen a lot of bamboo plants in my life, Preston, and they all look fairly similar. Mm-hmm. Being able to pick out the mom plant would That's be, I think, difficult. No idea. It's wearing lipstick. And here is <laughs> asking for the manager. Yeah, <laughs> asking for the manager. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea they were that invasive. Oh, yeah. Really didn't. yeah. You can't, st- Kathy, from, again, in this park system, you know, the one that I bought the machete to cut down, right. uh, it was just a few bamboo stalks, and within months, it, it's almost like a little bamboo forest. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> they, they say it's, you know, it's like a green plant um, in that, like... They say that, but do they mean it? I think they do. Okay. I'm pretty sure they mean it. And it's incre- It's like kudzu. Remember kudzu? Well, if you want to get like uh, like hardwood flooring and stuff like that, you can get made of bamboo. And my old my old kitchen had uh, bamboo flooring when they they redid the kitchen, and that was what they put in, and it was the featured item in the whole kitchen because it is green. It, it grows so quickly that it's uh, it's better than using hardwoods. So if you are planting, if you're caught planting bamboo in Radnor, they, what, shoot you what, dead. they will shoot you. murder you. Yeah. yeah, probably a fine. Uh, by the way, this texture says, careful with some removal services, you can get bamboozled. Oh! oh! Yeah! Isn't that great? All right, uh, other uh, things from the city beat. Oh. Here we go. These are, these are local stories. <laughs> Uh, apparently, there is uh, a bit of a, an issue where they with some South Jersey towns that are experiencing atrocious levels of late night noise coming from across the Delaware River in uh, in South Philadelphia. Didn't we have an issue with this? this? Is, yeah, yeah, but this is a whole other one. All right. So, uh, Gloucester City Council passed a resolution Thursday pressing on Philadelphia city and police officials to step up enforcement and monitoring of boom car parties. Boom car parties. Near stadiums in South Philly. 
uh, and apparently it's getting out of control. Uh, the uh, mayor, Daniel Spencer, said the phenomenon is an abomination of noxious noise pollution. Can I suggest something? Uh-huh. Grow some bamboo. Oh, you probably make Doesn't a big kill wall. The, <laughs> kills the noise. Yeah. So, uh, apparently, weeknights, usually between 11 p.m. Saturday and 5 a.m. Sunday, booming music is heard in Gloucester City, Westville, Merchantville, Pensacola, Brooklawn, and other South Jersey towns. So, the deal is they're all, they, so they all park their cars with these sound yeah. systems and blow it out. Social media reports indicate bass from boom car parties in stadium parking lots can be heard in Glendora. Vehicles at the parties are often outfitted with massive sound systems. I was on Germantown uh, Avenue yesterday. There's a guy pulls up next to me. Uh, the car is rattling so much. Yeah. I can hear, I almost can hear the screws coming out of the chassis. And that's how much it's rattling. The, the, the dumb thing about this, I think, my... Um, the theory is is that the, the person listening to that, quote-unquote listening to that, is not in any way, shape, or form doing that for themselves. You know what I mean? They're, they're not. Yeah, they're putting they're, on a performance. They're putting on a performance. No, they're, I hear you. They, they want people to look at them. They're making a bunch of noise on purpose. I don't know if they're actually enjoying what they're listening to. It was Tracy you know Chapman. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had a fast call. <laughs> It's just so crazy bass. Yeah, well, this is... It's coming up right here. You changed it? Uh, Last week when we did that, I totally forgot that we did that. That was two weeks ago. (laughs) So anyway, um, this is the second summer noise complaint of uh, booming bass uh, reported to South Jersey authorities. But now they want to put it on Philadelphia. Uh, to curb this whole thing and to actually, you know, start finding people more often or at least citing them. Uh, so I was in uh, the, the National mm. Parks. We were talking about our vacation earlier. And um, it's a pet peeve, and I don't know if I'm alone in this or not, but there was a guy walking in a national park that had, like, a, a bass speaker on his backpack, and he was he was kind of blaring music. Stop it. Yeah, and... and uh, headphones. Put your headphones on. Yeah. I, I don't... I don't begrudge somebody who wants to listen to music while they hike, yeah. but not everybody in Sequoia National Park wants to hear what you're listening to. Right. It, it wasn't Tracy Chapman. No. It was really annoying, terrible music. And I, I like... He he was having a good time, so yeah. I don't want to even come down on this guy for having a good time. I just I was I was annoyed by him. Make yeah. that playing. make that personal. Put your headphones on How or your earbuds it? in. Yeah, yeah he, we first got to Lake Mead and we were swimming. There was a, a lot of people hang out at the beach there. Yeah, there was a guy uh, who had his whole tent set up and he was blaring like Latino hip hop rap and. I personally didn't mind it. I was actually, you know, in the lake dancing to it. But I did say to my cousin, this guy is uh, awful presumptuous, thinking that that we all want to hear his music. People do it at the beach all the time. Maybe it's a little better at the beach because the ocean noise cancels it out. The ocean noise cancels it out, but on the lake it didn't. There there aren't waves and surf and all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, you heard it, and this guy was providing the soundtrack for everybody's afternoon. I personally didn't mind it, but... I could see how somebody would. Yeah. Well, yeah, and especially if that music is not Stinks. your... It, well, it's not what you're into, and, and it doesn't... I like to have music that's fitting the surrounding that I'm in. If it's going to be... 
if I'm walking through a beautiful, you know, if I've had headphones or, or whatever, I, w- I want to pick some music that's going to fit the environment that I'm in for some reason, enhance it a little bit. If I'm on a boat or if I, wherever it may be, some picturesque area that I want to improve the atmosphere a little yep. bit. So on Kauai, you didn't want to hear Sandstorm at 6 o'clock in the morning? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, listen, while we while we were in Kauai, uh, my wife and I were down by the, uh, the pool area, the resort we were staying in, and some guy is FaceTiming with a woman on... On this phone, it's loud, and we can hear. I'm like, what are you doing? You're killing it. You're killing this. Yeah. I just, I, I, some people don't understand. Sweetheart, look at the sunrise. It's so beautiful. And anyway. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's, I, I don't understand it at all. But anyhow, they uh, they want to put this on the uh, on on our area to, well, to kind of police it a little bit. Good more. luck with that. I mean, the city's got other things on their mind aside from, you know, this Sort of stuff. I got a bamboo and, crisis going on. Well, listen. I, I mean, press. I talked to you on the phone on Saturday night, um, and then maybe a couple of seconds after I got off the phone with you, one of those giant motorcycle, ATV, scooter, dirt bike uh, parades came what was through. It, a transform. Yeah. Oh, Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like you yes. saw it in, in I've Creed. Seen it. Dude, I mean, it was like a mile long of these people. The, <laughs> the funny is that legal. I don't think so. It can't no. be no, especially especially since Dirt you know bikes. the or yeah. the ATVs out on the regular yeah. streets. No, unless you have a uh, like headlights, turn signal system, and a license plate, you're not allowed to be on on the streets with right. that stuff. Um, but but you'll see large packs of them. Well, mm-hmm. the funny thing was, is like, so we're 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 right outside of the uh, Comcast Tower. Right, there was a traffic light there. There was a police officer at that traffic light, lights on, and everything like that. And you know, you're, you're talking about a few hundred people going by. They're not going to do anything. There's nothing. They can. They can, there's nothing right. they can do about that. You know. Uh-huh. So, you know, Gloucester. My heart it goes out to you, but like the the city's got other things. You're yeah. on your own. Mm-hmm. No, no. But they, you know, if they do come across, if they're getting complaints, they should kind of follow up on them if they can. But uh, I don't know what you can do. All right. Anyhow, uh, I thought I had another city beat story, but I don't. I only go this going to the junk drawer then. Man. Um, but I guess this could. Scooby-Doo. Maybe it would have included our city. Earth had a near-miss incident with a large asteroid on Wednesday. I saw this. This yeah. is uh, pretty wild. The fast-moving asteroid measured about 100 meters in diameter and edged closer to the Earth than the moon is. And uh, Kirk Stanek monitors the sky for the group called All Sky Automated Survey for Supernova. At Ohio State University, they observed the giant space rock known as Asteroid 2019 OK. Uh, just before it passed Earth, he said the asteroid sort of snuck up on us. I don't like to hear an asteroid snuck up on us. Uh, partly because of its trajectory, which was coming from the direction of the sun, so they couldn't see it, quite literally. Don't they have, um, uh, like, filters for that stuff? Uh, how, how big Did, like Ray-Bans? Couldn't they? Uh... <laughs> right. How big was it, Press? Uh, 100 meters in diameter. Okay. That's a, that they say that that a could be city a city killer. destroyer, yeah. City destroyer, okay. Mm-hmm. A murderer destroyer. Uh, so Stanek spoke about the asteroid and why it wasn't detected sooner and if we'd be ready if an asteroid hit the planet. I uh, said the uh, large rocks we've known for quite a while, I've known about for quite a while. The first one was discovered in the 1800s. We've been discovering thousands of them, but the size distribution is such that there are many small rocks and only now do we have the technology to be able to find them again. This was un- unusual because it snuck up on us and because it came mostly from the direction of the sun. We were able to see it on the last day that was actually done using very small telescopes, not the bigger ones that usually discover these things. I think so. A lot of these things that are that 
provide the biggest risk factor, what they call the rogue. You know, there, there are certain asteroids that are in rotation that are, you know, mm-hmm. that are are orbiting the sun and, and they're, uh, you know, we they'll, they'll return and we, we know that. But the, these rogue asteroids that haven't been, yep. you know, seen yet, uh, that could be the issue. But the fact that it passed closer to us than the moon yep. is a little alarming. Yep. Uh, even if you had a month-long warning, what could people do and how could you prepare for one of these things? Plant uh, bamboo. I said, uh, if you have 20 years and it's a really big one, then we can try to do some kind of Armageddon things, except not like Armageddon, but the best scenario is to deflect it to make it miss Earth. But otherwise, you just basically have to um, evacuate. Yeah. That's it. That's that's the only plan. You just got to, if, if you know about where it's going to hit. And you... Really, the way to do it, to evacuate properly, is to claw and punch your way through everybody in front of you. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Kids, whatever. You just go. You just. Survival of the fittest. That's it. Yep. All right. Do you remember in uh, in Deep Impact? Right. You know, you had. Listen, you you got to high ground. You got to get to high ground. All right. And then one other story, and then we will wrap it up. And I found this one uh, kind of interesting. From the City Beat, if you uh, live near the English Channel. (laughs) That's where there's cities there. A French inventor failed in his attempt to cross the English Channel on a jet-powered flyboard. See this? I did not. I saw that he was going to try. I didn't know that he failed. Yeah. Frankie Zapata, a former jet ski champion, had been hoping to cross the uh, from northern France to southern England in just 20 minutes. I think I can do it. Uh, but the 40-year-old fell into the water halfway across as he tried to land on a boat to refuel. Oh. Uh, he took off from the near uh, Salais, I don't know, on Thursday morning and was heading for St. Margaret's Bay in Dover. Uh, he was not injured when he fell and later announced that he was planning a second bid to fly across the channel uh, sometime this week. All right. Yeah. Uh, a member of his team said it's a huge disappointment. He must have missed the platform by just a few centimeters. We practiced this maneuver dozens of times in heavier seas. But the inventor insisted his journey has been far from a failure. He said, we proved to ourselves that our plan is okay. The problem now is the refueling. So we have to focus on refueling and do it again next week. Uh, the attempt took place exactly 110 years since uh, Louis uh, Bleroy made the first powered flight across the channel in 1909. Couldn't he bring a like a thermos filled with fuel with him? Uh, he already had that, but he used okay. it up. Uh, he was aiming to keep an average speed of 87 miles per hour while wow. traveling about 50 to 65 feet above the water. Wow. Crowds gathered at the beach to watch the attempt. Shortly after seeing off, Mr. Zapata disappeared from view as a helicopter followed closely behind him. Uh, but just minutes later, it was announced that uh, he had failed. So this thing, <laughs> did you see? All right, so this is exactly what I was going to ask. Because this sucker, they had these, uh, France was rolling out some of their military hardware, and they showed some soldiers using these things. Mm. These are amazing, these hovering platforms. Uh, you should, that's uh, So he was at uh, Bastille Day in, in Paris. Yes, that must have been him then. It was just him, yeah. Yeah, because it, it was it was wild. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is right out of science fiction. Yep. Speaking of Paris, you guys, he got to 105 there last week? Yeah. yeah. And you saw what happened with the Tour de France as well, right? No, I missed that. Okay, so it's 105, but then uh, they also had to cut two stages short because of snow and hail. Wow. <laughs> yes. Crazy, yeah. Were they getting up into the higher I guess so. I, I, I don't know all of the details, but <laughs> the guy who won, it was like some 22-year-old kid from Colombia, but the guy who had won like 14 stages was from um, uh, from France, and 
the the problem was that they basically cut the whole ride short by like sixty or seventy miles. So he could have made up some of that. A- anyone could have made okay. up some of that, but they didn't alert the riders that they were. So nobody got to make their final move, their final that's, pushes, that's, or anything. Well, that's like kind that. of that kind of makes it a wash, doesn't it? Yeah, that's a little, yeah, a little bit. It's yeah. like the finish line is here. Yeah. Maybe they should have this guy race against them instead yeah. of trainers <laughs> flying overboard. Hey, wait, wait a second. Where are your pedals? <laughs> I got them. They're in my pocket. Steve, I don't know why, but I keep having this uh, flash into my mind of uh, of him taking off and all of a sudden just smashing into a billboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Pee Wee Herman did yeah. when he left the biker. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so, but he's going to try again this week, so maybe we'll, maybe we'll get to see a successful run uh, from Mr. Zapata. So uh, he didn't quite make it. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the junk drawer slash city beat uh, for you for the moment. Uh, let's take a quick break because I do have some more bizarre file stories that I've set aside for you, and nice. we will return with those. I'll bring you up to speed on the letter of the day, word of the week price. You know what? Also, I have a lot of shard outs that have been requested that have backed up over the past couple weeks, so I'll try to rifle through those. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. And it's brought to you by Window Nation. Window Nation is making their summer sizzling sales event better. Buy one window, get one free. Plus, no money down, no payments, and no interest for two years. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Well, we're going to leave with another bear story. More bears! A series of black bear encounters, including a woman getting bit through the tent she was in, has led officials in Yellowstone National Park to take action. Mm, This one has a filling. uh, To eliminate the offending bears and educate the public on food storage. Incidents involving black bears matched the average number of conflict for the park per year, but the encounters were more serious than average. I'm keeping the burger patties in my panties. Uh, Last month at a backcountry campsite along Little Cottonwood Creek, a black bear bit into a tent and bruised a woman's thigh. Fortunately for the woman, the bite did not break the skin because of the thickness of the tent fabric and the sleeping bag she was in. That's miraculous. Uh, suspecting that it was a bear that had gotten access to human food in this same area in previous years, rangers set up cameras and a decoy tent at the campsite to see if the bear continued its behavior. A and person a- in a sleeping bag person would be like a like a pudding pop. Yeah, right? Yeah, and on June 11th, rangers were on the scene where the bear returned and aggressively tore up the decoy tent, so they had to kill that bear. Wow, man. Aww. That's Early, horrible. Earlier this month, the black bear consumed 10 pounds of human food that was left unattended as campers packed up gear at a backcountry campsite along the Lamar River. Uh, and the next evening, campers at the same campsite experienced numerous encounters with the same bear. Hazing the bear away fr- uh, failed, and the bear was killed on July 10th. Uh, since July 18th, a black bear has caused property damage to tents and vehicles, <clears throat> in its search for human food at the Front Country Indian Creek Campground 
Uh, park staff haze this bear away and set up cameras so if the bear returns, staff will take appropriate action. How do they haze it? Do they make it uh, carry a Bing cherry in its ass? I think so, yeah, and yeah, sit yeah, on yeah, a block yeah. of ice for an hour. Yep. We weren't allowed to leave any food in the car, and the rangers told us that includes, like, any french fries or ketchup packets or anything. Wow. Like, and this was in the Sierra Nevada, and anytime we went hiking, we had to use these bear cans, which are these things that you put all the food in. That's good the, bear. Well, and, no, no, no. The, the, your food goes in oh, so the bears can't open it up. <laughs> hey, crack open another bear. Bear for me, would you? Mm-hmm. Mm, ice cold. Ooh, that is good. Mm. Kodiak. <laughs> uh, let's see. How about this? Florida wildlife officials are, are backtracking. They're, they're clarifying instructions to the public about killing non-native iguanas. Now, a Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission statement released Thursday says that members of the public who are not capable of safely and humanely removing iguanas from their property should seek assistance from professionals. A news release earlier this month <laughs> said people should exterminate the large green lizards on their properties as well as on in 22 public lands. Kill them! Kill them all! South Florida. It Kill them all! Here's the deal. It didn't say how civilians should try to do that. So people started taking out their guns and going after the iguanas. Murder them! So in Thursday's statement, Commissioner Rodney Barreto says that it was unfortunately conveyed that they were asking the public to shoot iguanas. Did you see the picture? I guess it's of a lizard eating a monkey, Preston? No. It's all over the internet. It's just something really chilling about that. Uh, But he says now that's not the case, explaining that this is not the Wild West. And you should not go out shooting iguanas. Iguanas aren't dangerous, but can dig lengthy tunnels and damage seawalls, sidewalks, and landscape foliage. So, so what's the recommendation for killing them if you're they, not going to shoot them? They didn't. They said call the professionals uh, to take care of it. But I, I don't know. Maybe use a cinder block. I'm not really sure. <laughs> back over it like <clears throat> Kathy does with the possums in her neighborhood. <laughs> yep. Wow. Speaking of a cinder block, uh, this is pretty messed up. Arrested in the death of his wife, Nathaniel Robertson admitted during an interview with Sheriff's Decative, uh, Detectives to beating her with a concrete block. But Robertson, in a confusing, rambling statement, said he did it to give her compassion and mercy. As he said, quote, the alignments were not in place to protect her. He said that he had been infected by mayonnaise that they put in him. And that they, in this case, was a group of brutal, powerful people that Robertson said he could not identify. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, there was something inside him releasing information from the Revolutionary War. Right. He told investigators, asked if he used I drugs. I like to apologize <laughs> to Jennifer Gardner and her pool boy, Ben Affleck, for incorporating them into my fantasy life. I apologize <laughs> to anyone who's been offended by my fictional creations, Chris Agon, the philosopher of evil, and the skull sealer. And this is all because of mayonnaise? Yes. He said if, if he was asked if he used drugs, and he said he used ice to help him breathe. Uh, ice is, refer, is uh, meth. And uh, he oh, also oh. said that he had been ingesting crystal, which a detective understood to mean crystal meth. Okay. And he said, I didn't want it to be a painful thing, he said. I didn't want to hit her a bunch of times. I wanted to end it, and I didn't want her suffering. So he used a cinder block. So he used a cinder block. Because <laughs> he figured that would be the most humane way to do it. Wow. Okay. Uh, how about this? A man in Thailand recently found out why he was having so much trouble breathing while he slept at night. Turns out it was because of his overly affectionate cat. Uh LaFontaine LaFontaine. LaFontaine LaFontaine? Yeah, set up a camera in his home just to see how his cat, Etchy, 
spends his day while he's away. After having problems sleeping, he decided to turn the camera on towards his bed to see if he could figure out why Steve... I saw the picture. Oh, my God. It's this hilarious. cat lays completely <laughs> on the guy's face, puts his belly on yeah. the guy's face and just lays on it while he sleeps. <laughs> and I guess the dude didn't know this was going on. How could you not? Honestly, yes. he must sleep like a log. In a series of photos, Achi is seen looking curiously at LaFontaine. He then slowly creeps his way closer and closer <laughs> to his face before getting completely comfortable and sitting down on top of his nose and mouth. Uh, despite Achi's disturbing slumber, or, or disturbing his slumber, LaFontaine uh, said, I feel very much in love with him, that he loves me like this. Okay. My cat know. Cupcake will, if I'm sleeping pressed and I'll pull the blanket over my, my head just a little bit, you know, the, the pillow, I create this little area to breathe in because I know Cupcake comes on the bed. She's going to try to wake me up. And the little paw comes in between, <laughs> between the blanket and the pillow, mm-hmm. and she pushes on my nose to yep. wake me up. But they, they, when when they want affection or they want, they want what they want. Yep. yep. Yep, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. So yesterday was a uh, very big day for Casey and thousands of other people. It was yeah. huge. Yeah. It was uh, once again the Bend to the Shore bike tour. New name this year. Yeah. Yep. It was uh, <laughs> formerly the Tour de Shore, but now yeah. uh, Bend to the Shore uh, bike tour. It's and it's all the same. <clears throat> you know, they just changed the name. They changed the name of the charity. The charity is now called Families Behind the Badge. Children's Foundation, but uh, all the money that is raised leading up to yesterday's event all goes to the same thing. It's they just per- wanted a way to confuse people. <laughs> First response. I don't actually know the, the, the politics yeah. behind it or whatever, but, uh, you know, it goes to families of, of fallen uh, officers. Great it goes Children's uh, charities through the police foundation and stuff like that. But, yeah, yeah, there were thousands of people that, that, that attended yesterday's Tour. It was hot yesterday. It was hot. I don't. I don't call it a race because I ain't racing nothing. I just yeah. want to get to the the finish line safely. But it's uh, more endurance, right? Yeah. I want to give a shout out and a thank you to everybody that joined Team WMMR Rock and Rollers. We had more team members last year than any other years past. Uh, last year or this year, yeah, you mean? This year, yeah. Okay. Last year we had like seventy eight members. This <sighs> year we had ninety nine. Um, nice, which was a big big deal. Uh, we were able to raise uh, just over thirty-one thousand dollars. Uh We were fourth in uh, ranking as far as you know uh, fundraising for teams and stuff like that. Um, but uh, I wanted to thank personally Chuck D'Amico for doing this. He's our assistant program yeah. director here. Uh, you know, uh, we were riding yesterday. He was like, "You were joking with me a couple of weeks ago about how I hate you." He goes. I'm doing this because I love you. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. Uh, so Chuck, Matt Cord as well. I saw Matt Cord at the, the start line, and then I didn't see him after that. He killed it yesterday. He, oh, yeah? He, yeah, he did the ride in about four and a half hours, which, you know, under yesterday's uh, conditions and circumstances, four and a half hours is, is really, he rides all the time. really, really good time. Yeah. Um, but uh, he rode with a, a woman named Patty Ann, who um, she was all worried about riding yesterday. Yeah. Because she wasn't, like, really an outdoor cyclist, but she does the Peloton and cycling classes. Well, she killed it as well. Uh, I want to thank my cousin George, my cousin Bob, my friend Bill. Um, these guys waited for me. I, I Yesterday I had a really hard time. I've done this ride like I think five times now, and yesterday was the toughest time I've ever had doing it. It was really hot. There were more hills in the beginning. They kind of changed the course just a little bit. Okay. Uh, I think I did under five hours of total ride time, over five and a half of actual time, like stopping at the rest stops. But 
The point I wanted to try and make, one of the coolest things that happened yesterday was at rest stop number three. Uh, there was a gentleman named Alan and a woman named Lindsay who are on our team who joined Rock and Rollers last year separately. They didn't know each other. And they met each other at rest stop three last year. They hadn't. They didn't know each other at all. Yeah. And then they started dating. And so yesterday at rest stop number three, Alan asked Lindsay to marry her. Oh, marry him. And, that's cool. And, and she said yes. And it was it was really really cool. And Alan was like, "Man, you're the whole reason that we met." And I was like, "Stop it!" Like, I, give I, me money. Like, no, no, no. But he was like that's giving awesome. me all this credit, and and I was like, "That I, I mean." That's all great and all, but like you joined the. He's like, no, I love you guys, and Aww. and and I, you know, I wouldn't have joined the team if it wasn't for you. And and then Lindsay joined the team because her friends had joined it, and um, you know, all these circumstances happened last year that were pulling her away from doing the ride. Right? Uh, I don't want to get into the details of it, but th- she had every reason to not ride last year. And then, lo and behold, she did ride, and then she met Alan at rest stop number three, and now they're going to get married. Well, they found each other because of their good hearts. They were, they did a charitable thing, and, that's, yep. and you 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 were providing sort of the impetus for it. But that's it's that's great. That's awesome. Yes. Uh, lastly, Bert Kreischer. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting to find out how yeah. Bert did. Yeah. Bert Kreischer uh, did a show at the Met uh, on Saturday night, and then. Hosting an after party. Oh my god! At the at, right oh outside god. of the Met after his show. So his show started at nine, and yeah. then his after party probably started at like eleven. I mean, he went at it for a while. I think he got less than three hours of sleep. Got up, made it to the start line, um, and he did it, man. He he finished it, and I, and I got to see him all along the way. He stopped at all four rest stops. I saw him at rest stops two, three, and four, and then I saw him at the finish line. Um, it. The conditions yesterday were really, really tough, but he did it. And another cool thing that he did is at the Met on Saturday night, um, I think he felt bad about He didn't do a whole lot of fundraising. So what he ended up doing at his show on Saturday night is he passed a bucket around to the crowd, to wow. like you know, 3,000-plus people, and raised an extra $3,200 for our team, wow. which is really, really cool. Yeah, He's phenomenal, so. man. That, he, that he, <laughs> I mean, that's... You're just insane to do that, yes. but he stuck to his word. He did it. He did, and then Steve the Borgata paid in last night to throw a party at the the Gypsy Bar or whatever. So he so he stayed in Atlantic City last night. I was talking to him. And, you know, we we're, we're in the tents after the the ride, and I was like, "Hey, do you want to call in tomorrow?" He goes, "No." Uh, <laughs> how long did you and he ride uh, together? I bear, you know I saw him at the start line uh, at, at the rest stops, and I saw him at the finish line. No kidding. Yeah. So the ride, it's it's tough, man. You you have to go at your pace, and you know my my cousin George really helped me out. Uh, you know, a little bit after halfway through, you know, you do this thing called drafting, and I drafted behind him for a while, um, and. Like you just sort of have to go at your pace. I can't go any faster than I than my legs are and lungs are going to allow me. So I did that for as long as I could. And you you know you don't want you don't want to make the ride any longer than it has to be. Right. right? So I, and I think everybody sort of has that understanding. It's like all right, listen, yeah, if, if you know. <laughs> All went as planned. We would all ninety nine of us ride together the whole time, but that's just that's just impossible to do. How many years have you done it now? So, 
I have done this, I think, six years, but I've only ridden five because there was a one year where it uh, ran right in the middle of my vacation. So okay. I still had a team, but I didn't actually ride in the actual ride. For my money, uh, best uniforms yet. The, yeah. The, with Gritty on the back, they were they were phenomenal, uh, hilarious. My brother got to go yesterday as well, and um, he called me on his way home yesterday. He was, he was a part of your team case, and he was so impressed at... Uh, the organization and how well everything was run. Just the camaraderie you would expect, but every pit stop had enough water and Gatorade and everything you would need. And then there was there's a party at the end of it. There's a party know? at the end. Yeah. So thank you to Adam McElwain for doing this as well. Uh, we had we had climbed the stairs a couple of years ago uh, for the LLS, and he was you know I talked to him beforehand. He's like he was super grateful that I'd done that. I was like I just showed up. I didn't yeah. really, you know. He's like, but I, I wanted to like. You know, do this for you because you did that for me, and and so so thank That's you, awesome. thank you to Adam because you know you know he's still raising money for Team WMMR and you know all that sort of stuff. So thank you to Adam, and, and yes, dude, you're talking about just countless amounts of people that are. Um, that are doing like support along the route because a lot of people blow out tires and holding up signs too like holding up signs people cheering for you cheering for bert cheering for i mean that's that's so nice and what bert wrote on instagram was is clearly heartfelt but he thanks you personally casey which is really cool and he thanks the show as well and it's just you 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 do these types of events any type of charity like this and you really feel like uh it's a good thing so it's it's weirdly uh, almost selfish because you feel good about yourself, mm-hmm. but obviously you're giving back to a bigger cause. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and so there is a, a, a bigger and a greater cause here, and so thank you to the thousands of people that supported the family behind the badge, Children's Foundation, and then Steve... Um, you're wearing a wristband. I'm forgetting names here. Right, right. You gave it to me, and I'm going to wear it. It's uh, Sergeant Thomas Sewell. Yes. Uh, so he was killed in the line of duty years ago in Upper Darby. It was a terrible story. I met his 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 widow yesterday. Um, so you're, uh, there were a lot of people who were riding in memory of, unfortunately, fallen police officers. Right. And so you're, you're you're riding for that. You're riding for the children. And, you know, so so Bird had said at, at one point um, that, you know, like, as your body wants to, like, give up because you're just so exhausted that you sort of have to put it into perspective why you're riding. And, and that's why we ride. And that's why yeah, we ride. All right. Yep. Nice. Thank you, guys. Thank Any you. ideas for uh, next year's jerseys already? I'm thinking <laughs> I have some ideas. I uh, think. Can I suggest something? <laughs> yes. If you can get a photo of your license picture on the back of your, oh. that was that was actually one of my thoughts. It okay. was one of my thoughts, but I think I'm, I, I have a theme. I don't want so. <laughs> I, Could I, you imagine a hundred? Hopefully, yeah. like a hundred, hundred fifty people with that on the back of their shirts, riding down with with the help of uh, Grin and Greg, uh, the graphics guy. He's a genius. Our, he's a genius. Uh, we we came up with the jersey. He had zero permission to uh, use any of the uh, images that we used. It was a cool little. Thing on the front and gritty on yeah, the back, right. and, and so I don't sell any of these these things. No. We don't we don't do it for profit. It, we you know it's all the jerseys are given to the team members and and a thank you for raising all the money that they've raised. Um, I uh, I I I have an idea. I'm, I'm not going to go with all the right. license picture next year. I have a different idea. Right. Um, but the only way to get these jerseys is to ride with Team WMMR. There you go. There you go. By the way, did you guys see my coffee mug yes. I made? It's Casey's uh, license picture. That's phenomenal. And now I have it in my coffee mug here every day. By the way, were there any other uh, jerseys that came anywhere as uh, cool, being as cool as yours is? No. Not one? No. no. There, there were some pretty neat jerseys, uh, but nothing. Like, there were... 
guys on my team, like because our team raised so much money, we had our we had special tents in the uh, little party area, ooh, and people were ooh. coming over to our tent and offering up like a lot of money for our jerseys, and nobody wants to sell them. You yeah. know, everybody wants to what's to hang on to. Suck them, it, so. suck it. A lot of hard work, Casey. Congratulations, good job. Thank you. You Appreciate and Team that. WMMR. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, we are going to go ahead and take a break. We'll come back in just a moment, and uh, we'll get to the trash music news and uh, also lesson questions. See if you've been paying attention this morning. We'll return in just a second or two. Stay with us. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Um, so let's do our lesson question today. Our prize. What do we have here? Where is it? Uh, $50 Rita's. A gift card that you could possibly win. And uh, let's see. Who do we want to... Okay. Uh, Who is the leader on E.T.'s planet? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. That's kind of a twofold thing. It's a twofold. You may have uh, heard a name earlier in the show in the news, but he's also the leader of E.T.'s planet. Who is that? 215-263-WMMR. If you haven't known the answer, you should call now and you might run that Rita's gift card. In the meantime, we're going to do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, Steve, what are we going to hear about today? Well, Rusi Taylor, who voiced Minnie Mouse for more than 30 years, has died at the age of 75. Taylor once described her iconic role as, quote, that rare rare thing that brings laughter to children while paying for your cocaine. (laughs) Believe it or not, the long-troubled Woodstock 50th Anniversary Festival now going to be a free show at a site in Maryland. In addition, it's just going to be Smash Mouth. (laughs) My God. And finally, Heidi Montag telling an online tabloid that she is not sure she wants to have another child with husband Spencer Pratt. Montag says she can't go back to changing baby diapers, not while she's still changing Pratt's diapers. (laughs) (laughs) And that's your Hollywood trap. All righty. We'll see if somebody knows the answer to this. Who's the leader on E.T.'s home planet? 215-263-WMMR. Let's try Kyle out, see if he knows. Hey, Kyle, good morning. What's up, jabronis? Yeah, cool, cool word. word. All right, Kyle, do me a favor. Tell me who is the leader on E.T.'s planet. That would be Sea Muscle. Sea Muscle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right, man. Hang on a sec. We'll get your information, and we are going to give you a $50 Rita's gift card. You can get ready for football season with Rita's newest flavor in honor of the Eagles, Go Birds Italian Ice. Stop by and uh, try it today, by the way. All right, music news. Let's go. Now, Preston and Steve's music news on 93.3 WMMR. All righty, we will begin with that uh, Woodstock 50 Festival story. The organizers have formally released all artists scheduled to play from their contracts. After Jay-Z, Dead & Company, John Fogarty pulled out of the show, reps for the festival emailed agents to inform them that their acts were all no longer obligated to perform after the event was moved from upstate New York to (laughs) Meriwether Post Pavilion in Columbia, Maryland. Was I right? It's just going to be Smash Mouth? (laughs) The list of rock acts alone 
that have been slated to perform included The Killers, The Lumineers, Tours, Robert Plant, The Head and the Heat and the Heart, uh, Greta Van Fleet, Portugal the Man, Rival Sons, Imagine Dragons, Cage Elephant, Young the Giant, Judah and the Lion, and more. Other acts included a mix of original Woodstock performers and newer artists such as Miley Cyrus, Santana, Run the Jewels, Maggie Rogers, John Sebastian, uh, Chance the Rapper, Sturgill Simpson, Leon Bridges, and so on and so forth. But it's all pretty much over with. Uh, Woodstock 50 organizers are now trying to book new artists for the Maryland venue, although nothing has been announced at press time. So I heard that there's going to be, that the tickets are pretty much free, and that there's going to be VIP packages. Did you hear that as well, Preston, that you can buy special? No, I haven't really. This is the first I've heard of it, Yeah, whatever it is, it's a mess. We know that. Yep. Uh, Green Day frontman Billy Joe Armstrong and my, uh, bassist Mike Durnt uh, performed as members of a cover band called Cover Ups at the Oakland, California annual 40th Street Block Party. Uh, the band also includes Green Day touring guitarist Jason White, audio engineer Chris Dugan, and tour manager Bill Schneider. Uh, the group's entire hour-long set revolves around covers from classic punk and rock bands like Misfits, Ramones, the Clash, Nirvana, David Bowie, and more. Uh, Armstrong sideband The Longshot played some West Coast shows last month, while he and the other members of Green Day have also performed and recorded this Foxborough Hot Tubs and The Network. Only sub-projects. Yeah. Former Blink-182 guitarist Tom DeLonge claims that his To the Stars Academy has discovered a material completely alien to the planet of Earth. Oh, my God. According to the organization, the mystery material comes from an advanced aerospace vehicle of unknown origin. Hmm, that's a mystery. The COO, Steve Justice, wrote online, the structure and composition of these materials are not from any known existing military or commercial application. We are ready to transmit. (laughs) He said. We are ready to transmit. We are focusing on verifiable facts and working to develop independent scientific proof of the material's properties and attributes. This is control. If the claims associated with this, uh, with these assets can be validated and substantiated technologies that would allow us to engineer the space-time metric. Yes, of course. That's what you want to do. You want to engineer the space-time metric. Would bring capabilities that would fundamentally alter civilization with revolutionary changes to transportation, communication, and computation. It, maybe we can use this material to finish our kitchen. <laughs> we need it. <laughs> We need it here at the studios. And then finally, Tool has promised that fans will hear some long-awaited announcements uh, today when Maynard James Keenan guests on the Joe Rogan experience. Uh, bullshit. <laughs> uh, Keenan's appearance on the podcast comes exactly one month before the August 30th release of Tool's new album with the LP title and other details yet to be revealed. Well, he and Rogan are buddies, so maybe this will be the case. Maybe this is the beginning. Maybe. And uh, we also have Free Music Monday, so I have a chance for you to win a copy of the new album from the Tours, Help Us Stranger, which is out now from Third Man Records and Red Music. We'll take caller number 10 at 215-263-WMMR, and you will be good to go. So give us a call right now, caller number 10. 215-263-WMMR, and we'll see if you can get that. One more break to take. We're going to do that very thing, get our first letter for the Word of the Week prize, and uh, we'll see what Pierre's got going on. Be back in just a moment. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Muse.
American Tours. New music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WNMR. But anyhow, uh, thank you very much. Our guest today we had was Mr. Victor Fiorello from Philadelphia Magazine. Yes. And he came in to let us know that we, the Preston and Steve Show, have won a Best of Philly category this year. How the hell did that happen? Mm, I, it, it happened. They, they finally sort of strangled created, a category out that we could win. A category <laughs> for us, I guess. I don't know. But it's a best reason to wake up in the morning to go to work. And it's the Preston Steve Show. So, yeah, yeah. Thank you very much, Victor. Uh, and his band is playing in Atlantic City this weekend at the Music Box, and it is the Graham Cracker. I forgot the title of the Martha band. Graham Cracker. Martha Graham Cracker. That's it. Yes, Martha Thanks. Graham Cracker Experience or something yeah, well, along those yeah. lines, but anyhow. And this, do you want to hear the audio of her singing, uh, War Pigs? Yeah, they do. <laughs> it's it's a drag queen is the front person, Mar- yeah. Martha Graham Cracker, <laughs> and and they do songs you wouldn't expect, like War Pigs. <laughs> and the crowd gets really into it. And... They sound really good, actually. That's, that's a big gig for them. Yeah. All right, so very good. Thank you, Victor, for coming by here today, and thank yeah. you for the uh, the award. That was very, very cool. It is the Martha Graham Cracker. It just says Martha Graham Cracker. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, we welcome, and it's good to see once again, Piero Bear. Makes his way into the studio. Hey, ma'am. On behalf of a grateful nation, <laughs> I welcome you back. Thank you. Thank sir. you. You're happy to be back, most definitely. Uh, were you? Did you take any time off while we were? I on? didn't. No. Okay. No. No. How are things? Uh, well, we had the Stones in town, so that was all encompassing. Yeah. I did um, get to see that. I finally got to see the Stones ah, for the first time. I briefly touched you in the hallways. Yeah. Well, I mean, I touched you, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> went past you. <laughs> We cheese curled each other. Yes, it was beautiful. Yeah. I didn't know you went to the Stone, Steve. <laughs> yes, I did. That's Steve. awesome. I did something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I didn't get a chance to ask you what you thought of it. I thought it was really cool. It was it was uh, it was great to see them. I uh, it made me want to you know I wish as as Claire said, my wife, I wish I could have seen them you know twenty years ago or thirty you know so because it's it was one right after another hit after hit after hit and it was right. it was great and it, it's. It 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 was great to see them and and put that in in the uh, in the completed list, um, you know I, I think that they're it's so iconic you have to you know you have to see them so uh, that the, I, I would say that you cool. know it, it 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 was it was I'm glad I did it cool cool now you who have seen them several times where would you rank this show I I would rank it um, yeah I started seeing them in 1975 yeah um, and um, it. It's always a spectacle. It's always there's, but there's an adrenaline that I have uh, that I. They're not even my favorite band, but there's an, an adrenaline that that overcomes people in uh, the theater or the arena or the stadium as it gets closer and closer. And then that voice goes, "Ladies and gentlemen, the Rolling Stones," and chills go up my spine. And the yeah. Keith comes running down the ramp, and you know, into what they open with "Street Fighting Man." Um, this particular time, it was just, uh, it just, it, I don't know. It just sways. It, it just takes me away. It was wild to see Keith without a headband. It was. I, Cause and I, and I think he should wear the headband. I think he should. <laughs> so when you started uh, really? seeing them in 75, what kind of venue were they playing then? They were doing, uh, well, they were, you know, I 
uh, they were doing the. I saw them at the Oakland Coliseum indoors. Okay, so um, I mean, they was, were huge at yeah, that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was Ronnie Wood's first tour, and he was just on loan. In fact, in the tour booklet, which I bought uh, as a young fan. Um, it actually said thanks to Rod Stewart and the Faces for loaning us Ronnie Wood for oh, this cool. tour. And How did um, Pancake end up with the drumstick? That was an amazing thing as well. Uh, well, we were down on the field, and they do an acoustic set where they uh, do a couple of songs up at the uh, middle stage. And uh, what they do, Wild wild Horses? Oh, uh, they didn't? It wasn't Wild Horses. No, it wasn't Wild Horses. Um, the hell was it? Maybe it was. Angie and... Angie. Dead flowers, not wild flowers. Well, come here and tell them how you got the... Yeah, the get in here, pancake. It was uh, squirting flowers. So it was an analogy. <laughs> <laughs> so after after um, uh, the, the you know moment had passed, uh, Charlie drew uh, his hands up and threw one of his drumsticks, Charlie Watts, a drummer, off And his hand the, came off. <laughs> <laughs> to the right. Uh, and uh, the other went to the left, and I had kind of moved over towards the aisle so I could get a little closer. I come back to our seats, and there's Pancake holding the blank and stick. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah. What happened? Um, yeah, so so he, he gave it a toss, and it was going too far for me to catch initially, so I just looked right towards the ground, sort of around the crowd of people, uh, hoping that it would land there, and it landed right where I thought it would. I... Uh, Dove over a couple of seats and uh, punched some babies. Yeah, yeah. No, listen, hey, uh, I, no, actually, nobody really went for it, so I was the only one that. Wow, sort of well, I don't think took the dive. Where it was, right. probably. This one's for Pancake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's named after a breakfast confection. So, have you have you learned to do that in the past? Like, if there's a, a foul ball coming and you know that it's out of reach, right. you'll look down. Right. Instead if it's of... not coming to me, I'm still looking for where it's going to land. Ah. But I, I've caught. I've I've missed a couple of drumsticks uh, by pretty close, and I caught one at a uh, record company um, a couple years ago. Hmm. This is but, a little uh, more important. Yeah, this is this is kind of a little bit more. I important. thought I thought Jagger they they really equipped him with you know local rap. You oh, know yeah. there was so, yeah. so he he actually brought up Preston Wawa and Sheets. Right, he and is. the uh, uh, yeah, and I went to got, the Wawa, yeah. but I hit a pothole on the way. Yeah. <laughs> But Charlie, he he likes sheets. You know, it definitely, you know, he does that in every town. He right. comes up with a little thing for each town. Nick Foles says hi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rocky. But, I mean, <laughs> but what you have, to, you have to remember is he was three days short of his 76th birthday. Yeah, amazing. And I challenge any one of us, anyone, uh, you know, 45, 35, 25, 15, to, to carry on like that. Um, in that kind of a fashion, in a stadium, running and singing on a runway, it's it takes it's not he. There's no lip syncing. Um, they're playing straight up. They're playing straight yeah, up, and they don't use augmentation up. too. I no. mean, what you hear is right. what they're doing, uh, and it's. It, I mean, it's blank and brilliant. It's inspirational. Um, you know, and you know, and you get drumsticks, and you yeah. get drumsticks. So what are you, you going to do with that? You got to you got to mount that or something, yeah, man. I I, uh, I thought about leaving it here, but everybody keeps telling me I have to take it home. So yeah, take it home. Home. So you have to put it on a plaque, hang yeah. a hat on it. Yeah, that's and then uh, and then fake an, a letter from Charlie Watts. <laughs> yes, we're yeah. going to get Gail uh, from Original Images, who does our framing, to frame it. Good with his uh, with his ticket. So um, well deserved. I, he Thanks. was to see you were really excited. It, it was, was cool. That was really that was really cool. really, really yeah, no. Charlie Watts, a legend, man. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Good um, for you. While you were away, Preston, another legend was in town that you knew of. 
uh, by the name of Getty Lee, yeah. who appeared at the Barnes and Nobles. Was that the Friday before the show? Yeah, that was Friday before the Stone Show, which was Tuesday of the following week. And um, so you guys and all of us had given away cut-in-line passes. So we had about 20 or so listeners there that got to go and uh, get the big base book signed. And I present to you... <gasps> no way. Wow. For me? No. Uh, that's uh, He's just showing you his copy. <laughs> get out of here. Dude. Wow. Oh, I wanted this book. Is it inscribed? To Preston, Getty Lee. Wow. That's awesome, man. Thank you so much. Pleasure. That's fantastic. They, I mean, they had some books for us, but um, uh, uh, Getty was there shaking hands with every person and signing everything. Did you get to chat? with? Did you just get to meet a him? Brief, or were you there? Yeah, well, a brief moment yeah. uh, with, with him, and uh, because it was also... Uh, the day before the 20th anniversary of the moon launch, so I did a three-hour block of moon songs, yeah. uh, including the Rush song Countdown. Um, oh, um, yeah. And so I said, we just played Countdown uh, today. And he goes, really? And, I, you know, I said, tomorrow's the 20th or 50th anniversary of the moon landing. So he was uh, impressed by that. So That's cool. Um, he signed that. That's I really love awesome. This. And Thank you, you have got it. It's That's a really beautiful book, and it's about seventy-five pounds. <laughs> yeah, it's um, huge. Yeah. They had a yeah. couple of books for me, and I and I'm I had to lug them out to my car. <laughs> and I'm yeah, going. Didn't have to go to the gym that night. <laughs> well, I didn't, and so there's a book bag to help you carry. Yeah, it. it's, it's made of lead. <laughs> wow, blank and heavy. Yeah, this is. <laughs> The Piccolo book is a lot lighter. <laughs> Perhaps next time you'll get the Piccolo Excellent. book. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you. I'll spend some time going through this. That's uh, that's very unexpected. I appreciate that, man. Pleasure. I mean, they, you know, I didn't buy it for you. They had some books for us, but I I wanted to make sure you There's got no time. emotion attached to it, is it? Uh, no, there's a lot of emotion because <laughs> no, I, I go, got to be for Preston. Yes. Uh, and it says right to him. From your buddy now, at least you got to reach out and talk to him a little right? bit. Reach out and touch. One day we'll get him in the studio. Yeah, Indeed. yeah, we'll do it. All right, how about we get that letter of the day? Ready? Yes. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter. H as in the boys and girls are home. Sweet home. <laughs> all right, and we are going to give away on Friday two VIP tickets to PFL 6 Professional Fight League. Thursday, August 8th, 7 p.m. at the Ocean Casino Resort in Atlantic City, plus an overnight stay for the night. And don't miss the road to the playoffs. See 12 live fights as light heavyweights and heavyweights will compete to clinch playoff berths. And uh, tickets are on sale now at pflmma.com slash tickets and the Ocean Casino Resort box office at Ovation Hall. More details at theoceanac.com. What's up on the program today, man? A plethora of stuff. I've got the uh, Free Music Monday Racon Tours help us mm. stranger CD like you guys did. Uh, I have tickets for the Smashing Pumpkins and Noel Gallagher coming to Camden uh, soon. And I have Phillies tickets, being the athlete that I am, uh, for a Phillies Alumni Day coming up, uh, which will be cool on August 4th. And you, you still run that baseball camp in the oh, summer, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kids love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, at this point, I do it for the kids. Yeah, it's Pierre's you know? big league. It kind of like when Lee Majors did the last couple of years of the $6 million man. They said, why are you doing this? He goes, for the kids. For the kids. Yeah. 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 So uh, it's very the much The future of the sport, <laughs> I think exactly. that's what you said. You know, I mean, if I can inspire them, if I can just help one kid yeah. get into that dugout thing and circle around, <laughs> you know, and help them watch paint dry, uh, I just... That that's what I want. You're hitting all the marks. I'm hitting them. The dugout firing. thing, run around in circles, you double and it out, and single it in. 
You're a All giver. Right. I am. Yeah. That's, that's me. Yeah, the word hero gets tossed around a lot. Well, if you say so, I'm a hero. But I wouldn't say so, but since you've said so, I'll accept it. And I'll have workforce blocks <laughs> of Incubus and Shine Down. Oh, and Getty's birthday today. Oh, yes. uh, you just got his book. Block of Rush for that big, bad, beautiful bass player. Love it. book. Man. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you, Pierre Robert, and thank you to the sponsors of our show, The President's Steve Show, brought to you today by Winter Airport Parking, fastest way in and out of Philly International. Also, Wilmington University experience the WilmU difference by visiting wilmu.edu. Tomorrow on the program, we just have Tattoos Day taking place. We'll fill in the blanks with some other stuff. I am certain of it. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day, and it is wonderful to see you back here again. Bye-bye, gang. The Breston and Steve love you, hate you line. Look, I know you guys deserve vacation time because you work hard, but it's Monday and there's nothing worse than hearing the intro to the show and no screen. Damn it, get back to f-ing work. Philly needs you. Next message. Okay, very nice to hear about everybody's vacation. Can we get back to me now? Time that I spit some coffee on my windshield or pee my pants a little bit. Welcome back, guys. Next message. Well, well, well. Hello, everybody. This is Todd Glass. I just want to tell you that Nick came to California, and uh, I, I didn't blow him off. I was like, you know, some people go, oh, when you're out there, call me. And I said, no, I'm not going to be that. You guys are always so nice, so sweet to me. And I say, come on by. We'll have dinner. I have a fire pit. He tells me, he's, oh, I'm in Manhattan Beach. I don't have time. You know, he blew me off. Really? You know what? That tells me that I'm not big enough. Because don't tell me if Jim Gaffigan or Sarah Silverman. And by the way, be very careful how you answer this, Nick, if you're listening to it as they play it. Because you'd be like, I would do it to to him, too. Well, then, then there's a bigger problem than I thought. And if he plays a message for you that I left for him, it's bullshit. It's not me. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.